Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming your way until 3 o'clock. Elliot, not much to talk about. Nothing going on with the Eagles. Well, James, last night I woke myself up at 3 a.m. by laughing. <laughs> I was literally what? laughing in my sleep. I woke myself up by it. and uh, Is this like a real thing? Or? It's, it really happened. So, so Kristen. I've woken myself up before like. With like a burp or something nope. like that. <laughs> I was literally laughing out loud. And so Kristen like pokes me and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, like, that's funny. I'm laughing. She goes, that's actually really scary. It's creepy. And, yeah. I was like thinking like the Joker yes. or something really terrifying was and, my thought. And I think in retrospect, it was a sign of how both scary and hysterical things are right now. <laughs> like those are not two better words I could not think of than scary and hysterical on how things look with this. Team no, right it, it is. It is perfect because it is absolutely absurd the amount yeah. of things that are happening with this team. And it is also scary because not much of it's good, Elliot. Not no. much of it is the stuff of, I don't know, well-run, well-functioning franchises. I think dysfunction is a word right now yes. that we could use. Another another word. Might be the word. Yeah, word of the day, the maybe. Right? right? We want to list all the words. But, you know, I'm happy to be back. I, you know, not having last week. It's been a while. We haven't been on the radio since Doug was fired. I know, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, it feels like it happened a year and a half ago. It hasn't even been seven days. Uh, Especially considering that we had the week after the season where we all thought Doug was back because they put him out to the world with Howie Roseman at the end of the season. So it really, it does feel like it has been a a long two weeks. And it's been an interesting coaching search so far, too. When you look at who they're talking to, a lot of defensive guys, which I'm surprised about. uh, A lot of guys... Period. Yeah, I think we're up to 12, at least at reported interest. So 12 candidates in uh, five days. They're really doing their homework there in terms of making sure they talk to uh, to everybody. But, you know, it's still – it's just concerning the way they're going about it. And I like the idea of talking to a lot of people. That's not the concerning part. But the defensive guys I'm not thrilled about. And then just – the Carson thing seems like it's going to be looming over this search a lot more than we thought, and that's very concerning. Yes. All right, so let's get into the Carson thing, and we'll, we could talk coaching search. We'll talk about all of it, 215-592-9494 to get involved. Okay, 
So, the Carson thing kind of blew up a little bit this morning. I feel like every time we come in for a show, there is a Jeff McClain article that we are reacting to. It is like clockwork, Ellie. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's been crushing it. Did, did I call it at 3 a.m. by laughing? I was think that so. Like I a, think a so. Premonition yes. knowing that was going to happen. The, right. the, especially the terrifying part of it. Yeah. All right. So, this morning, a Jeff McClain article comes out about Carson Wentz and really the last couple of years, but particularly a lot of insight on. What went wrong this year? A lot of culpability for Carson. And look, a lot of culpability for the Philadelphia Eagles and how they've treated Carson. Some excerpts, some key experts talking about the relationship between Wentz and Pierce. And this is from the article. Uh, A few things that stood out. Quote, unquote, there was a disconnect even before Wentz was benched, though. Peterson would call a play only for his quarterback to occasionally kill it for no other reason than his personal distaste, sources Mm. said. It became a quote-unquote pissing match between the two, one of the sources said. Elliot, not ideal. Another quote. Sounds a little vindictive. Yeah, not not great. Another quote. Quote-unquote, he doesn't seem to understand that he lost games for us, a veteran player said. He will never admit that, and that's a problem because he can't get it corrected. Many other quotes in this article, an uh, uh, example of a veteran offensive lineman coming up to Jeff McLean and saying, or excuse me, coming up to Doug Peterson and saying we have to bench Carson Wentz. And I guess eventually McLean. McLean, ultimately, <laughs> yes, yeah. you're right. Um, really a, a scathing piece, both for the organization and how they've handled Carson Wentz. There's a lot of talk about, look, not all of it's new. Most of it's not. I mean, we've talked about the idea. I've, I've rattled on endlessly about how I thought they weren't coaching Carson hard enough, how I didn't think Press Taylor was the right guy for it spelled out exactly in the article those things so not necessarily a lot of new stuff but Elliot when you see this article when you read this article when you hear this stuff about Carson once and we'll get to how Carson factors in the coaching search because we got some news about that today too not good news (laughs) what is your takeaway from this article and the Carson Wentz situation right now so obviously the the contents of the article are uh, disturbing when you think about how, if, if assuming it's true, and I have no reason to doubt Jeff McLean's reporting. Absolutely not. Frankly, I mean, two years ago, Joe Santaliquilo wrote a similar article. So these things about Carson not being coachable, you know, not really taking responsibility for his mistakes, none of that is especially new. So I, I believe it. But to me, what's concerning on a larger scale is this is now the second time. And really, if you include the Alshon or maybe Alshon stuff, <laughs> you know, that's three times. Right. But if you, if you where people have been willing to rip Carson off the record pretty easily. Right. I mean, this is the second time you've seen a major type story come out like this. And I think that that's obviously concerning for Carson. But let's not like cut the Eagles out of the responsibility here in this happening. I mean, people have to talk in order for this to happen. McLean's not making these quotes up. Right. So. It just doesn't paint the picture of a franchise right now that is operating at a high level. And I've brought this up before, and I'll say it again, but, you know, above the door when the players walk out, there's a quote, and it talks about, you know, not, you know, not leaking stuff, essentially. Hmm. I have the quote right here. It's, uh, it says, what you see here, what you say here, what you hear here, let it stay here when you leave here by Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. So certainly not something that they have been uh, keeping to. And... I just think overall, the main issue with this franchise right now is trust. I think that Doug is not here because Lurie didn't trust Doug. He didn't trust him to rebuild his staff. He didn't trust him to rebuild the offense. Carson once gone because he lost trust in the team because of the Jalen Hurts thing, because of everything that's happened. And a lot of players don't trust Howie. So the Eagles have a major trust issue right now going on. Yeah. And and, and Carson didn't trust Doug, obviously. Yeah, and it, this is a, a clear a, – a dysfunction is obviously the word we're seeing it 
so many examples of this. The Jeffrey Lurie press conference, the way Doug was fired, the way this is all played out, the Howard Eskin saying on the midday show this week that Howie Roseman's actually the one setting the game day roster. I mean, that's that's crazy town. There is so much dysfunction in this building. To the point you just made, though, I do think that that is part, like, I think there's blame to go around with the Carson Wentz situation. To your point, the Eagles, as this article spells out, have done a very bad job handling Carson Wentz. Yes. They gave him way too much power. They gave him way too much ability to have sway in the organization. And on top of that, as a result, they've kind of created someone who they've enabled him too much. They've created a guy who who doesn't want to listen to coaching or who isn't willing to maybe be coached hard or who isn't happy with certain things. And that is permeating throughout the locker room and causing a problem in the locker room. So all that is true. And I agree that when you're mad at someone that's being enabled, you have to be mad at the enabler as well because they're allowing it to happen. But I also think it's important to point out that, you know, two years ago, maybe even a year ago, we would have both said the way you, this organization is going to win is by throwing itself behind Carson. Yep. Like, for better or worse, you have to do it. I have said those yes. exact words. Absolutely. You, you bring up Seattle, right? Like, like places that have done this. And I think they're, that is true. So on one hand, yes, I do think the Eagles deserve blame for, for how this has gone about. But the ultimate problem with the franchise right now is that Carson's just not good enough. And I'm not saying that's his fault. He's had injuries. I do believe he's a hard worker. That's mentioned in the story. I don't think Carson's a bad guy, but Carson is not the answer for this franchise. And reading the story, one thing that I thought of was, how many people are we going to say are bad at their job because of Carson, right? People in the city talk themselves into Doug being a bad coach because of Carson. Howie Roseman catches a lot of heat because of Carson. The offensive line caught heat this year. The wide receivers caught heat this year. Press Taylor catches heat because of it. Jim Schwartz catches catches heat because of it. Uh, All because Carson has not been a good quarterback. And I think that this article painted a picture of a situation that has got to end. They have got to move on from Carson. It should be a clean break. The Eagles should want to have this be over. Carson should want this to have be over. I don't care about the cap hit anymore. I don't care that he could turn around. I don't care that he might do good in Indianapolis. Carson needs to go. Right. Like this has to happen for the franchise, for them to move forward. Yeah. Look, I, you know where I stand. I, I've I just feel like there's been too much baggage, too many issues. I just don't see how it turns around. And I know a new head coach, maybe you say, oh, well, a new head coach with Carson can turn it around, all that type of stuff. It just feels like we're too far gone yep. and it feels like too much has happened. So I'm I'm with you on that. But what concerns me is that certainly in the move to, to get rid of Doug Peterson, And Mike Garofolo comes out today and says that what he's hearing is that in these head coaching interviews, the Eagles are telling candidates that they want to keep Carson Wentz. And he implied that maybe the smartest thing to do when you're going to these interviews is not to say you want Jalen Hurts, because that's probably not going to get you the job. So while we can sit here and say, Carson has to go, this is too far gone, they need to move forward, start over, figure this out, blow this thing the hell up, all that, it doesn't feel like the Eagles are on that that page. It feels like they're still going to push this Carson Wentz thing. And that's concerning, Elliot. Especially when any candidate comes in here, outside of, honestly, Deuce. Like, Deuce would have an idea of what's going on in in the building, and we'll definitely talk about Deuce Daly and his potential for getting the head coaching job. But any candidate that comes in here and interviews has no idea of the history with Carson. Like, I could see a world where an Arthur Smith, who granted is now the Falcons head coach, but an Arthur Smith would come in and say, yeah, I think I can fix Carson. I fixed Tannehill. We saw Carson play well. He wasn't that bad in 2019, right? So, like, 
from afar, big picture, I could see a world where you could talk yourself into Carson. But for people that have lived it and the people that have been around here, they know that it's not fixable, right? I mean, anything's possible, I guess, but it's better for both sides to split. So if the Eagles are going to hire somebody to try to fix Carson, that's doing the candidate a disservice because the candidate does not really know what they're walking into. They don't know what they're walking into with Carson. They probably don't have a full idea of what they're walking into in terms of how this franchise is operating. They'll have an idea, which is going to, which is why it's going to be hard for them to get a top level candidate. But I, I just think to to low to uh, limit your pool by by head coaches that say they want to work with Carson, it's a disaster. It's worse than the thirty four million dollar cap hit. It's worse than the deal they handed. Um, to him it's worse than anything else you could do with financially with Carson hiring a head coach for Carson if they get it wrong will set this franchise back two to three years minimum yeah look you have to hire the right guy for the franchise for the franchise moving forward and this whole you know drama is part of that and you're absolutely right someone coming in here is not can maybe look we know it with a lot of these guys whether it's the Lou Riddick's of the world or whoever like a lot of these guys can look at Carson Wentz and say that guy's still got it. I believe in that. I know that he can be fixed, all that, because, and when you get to a head coach, particularly there's ego in that. There's like, yep. I can fix this guy. This guy used to be a superstar. I can fix that. I can make that work. And to your point, it's not just, is he fixable? Because you know I think he's fixable. I've said it forever. I think that it's one bad year, or one horrible year, let's say. And I do think that he is fixable, that there is still talent there, and with the right hard coaching and all that, it's just not going to happen here. Yep. They, we just talked about how much they enable him. Like, what do we think? We're, they're going to bring in a coach who's going to who's going to drill down on him and and tear him apart and break him down and build him back up again. Like, it just doesn't seem like that's the the atmosphere they've created here with Carson. Well, not just that. The rope, like the the uh, if he comes out in week one and has a bad game, the reaction to Carson having a bad game is so different than if Jalen Hurts has a bad game or Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, if they were to draft a rookie. Like, the reaction is just so different. There's so much heated uh, volatility here. here. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just, look, we'll see. And I trust Mike Garofalo as a, as a reporter. He's one of the best out there. So if he's saying that the Eagles are telling people this, I believe it. But I also do think maybe there should be a little bit of let's wait and see. Because well, they could be trying to still pump up trade value. Exactly, There's a lot of yeah. reasons this could be out there. You're absolutely correct. But it is... You know, concerning. It's, well, it's concerning because, look, like I said, we haven't been on the radio since the last – well, actually, my guy over here is on every day. I say <laughs> that. We got the, the goat across from me. But, uh, you know, we haven't – the Go Birds radio has not been on since Doug was fired. And I think prior to that, me and you both agreed keeping Doug was a good idea. Like, we liked the idea of keeping Doug. And they've gone now from getting – now getting rid of Doug to, for what it's worth, like, the candidates are, are shrinking. I mean, the four jobs have already been filled, if I'm not mistaken. There's only three left. It's, and it uh, looks like Dable's going to the Chargers. Yeah, so really not only two. In, but yeah. So it's the Lions and the Eagles, which I well, think— Well, the Lions are getting Dan Campbell, it looks like. That's the word so out there. So maybe it's really only the Eagles. It looks like it—well, and the Texans. The Texans and the Texans, and Eagles. correct. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I just think overall, the, 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 the search—I respect the fact they're talking to a lot of people. I get that. But from where we were last time we were in, in the studio to now— like things look dramatically worse, yeah, which is crazy because they, they, they didn't look that. awesome yeah. there to begin with. Two one five five nine two, ninety four ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on Carson Wentz? Look, if you think that Carson should be brought back, because we did a poll yesterday on the midday show. I was show. floored by this. Me too. Whose future do you believe in more, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? And sixty four percent of people said Carson Wentz. So there is absolutely a portion of this fan base who still believes, and I, as I do, that Carson is fixable. But is he fixable here? If you think so, we would love to take that call, 215-592-9494. And, of course, the coaching search 
on the table as well. Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time in Abington with our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? What up, man? It's been too long since I heard that. How you doing? <laughs> All right, so while I agree with letting Doug go, I, I believe Jeff showed no class and no loyalty with the way he conducted himself. Uh, so this inspired me to write an open letter to Mr. Lori, and if you guys would allow me two minutes, I'd like to share this letter with you. Anything for you, buddy. Go ahead. Lay it on us, Tommy. Dear Jeff, after rooting for my beloved Eagles for over 40 years, you have made it extremely exhausting to be a Birds fan. The Eagles have now supplanted the Dallas Cowboys in establishing a culture that grabs all the headlines but achieves none of the success. While I appreciate you for 2017, and I always will, I have genuine concern and the frustration is palpable concerning the downward spiral that has since occurred. Any soul that bleeds midnight green can see the main reason for the Eagles' struggles and the fact that we are the laughing stock of the NFL. This reason is Howie Roseman, period. The fact that you don't see what millions of fans do, well, this tells me, sir, that you are the main reason for my team's recent failures. So in closing, I ask you to open your heart and find some of that elusive emotional intelligence so you can come to the realization that there is no gold standard here. There is no new norm for us to latch on to. We are not a quarterback factory, and nor do we care about grooming GMs for other teams. It is not about the process, as you proclaimed in your abomination of a Zoom call last week. It is, in fact, all about the results, period. My biggest fear is that you are too far gone, and this mess will last until you either sell the team or get rid of Howie Roseman. And since the latter of the two seems impossible, I implore you to sell the team and ride off into the sunset with your billions of dollars. Mm. Thank you. Mm. What a letter. Tom. Beautifully written. Well done, sir. And <laughs> I think a lot of people probably agree with your uh, right, look, overall uh, sentiment on some that. Some really good stuff in there, Tommy. We, I we, appreciate you guys letting me get that off my chest. Enjoy the weekend, you fellas. You too, brother. We appreciate you doing it. And look, I said to you right after, and again, we haven't been on the radio since the Jeffrey Lurie thing with this show, but we did a podcast after it. And I said to you, what Jeffrey Lurie didn't realize here is that for the first time in a long time, he has put himself yeah. in the crosshairs. It's all been Howie, Doug, Carson, let's blame all these guys. Jeffrey Lurie, by deciding to fire Doug the way he did, by giving that press conference he did, by keeping Howie so emphatically the way he has done, Jeffrey Lurie has put himself in the crosshairs. And now we're going to be talking about this being Jeffrey Lurie's fault as much as Howie Roseman or whatever. And that's that's not great for Jeffrey. Well, it's different, number one, but it also might be true, right? I think, like I've said, a lot of the criticism that Howie gets, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be getting it, but I do think a lot of times the anger and criticism Howie gets, some of that needs to be re- redirected to Lurie. Like, Lurie isn't on these big decisions. As we've as McLean yes. again reported last week, that right. Lurie is involved, J-Jaw decision, the Jalen Hurts decision, that Lurie, we don't know how much involved with, but he was involved in those picks. Yeah, so to your point, he's just now more of the public-facing figure, and you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I'll tell you this much: he's not selling the team. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that, that is the, never it's, going. It's to his happen. whole identity. Like he doesn't. Yeah. You know, I know and he does the movie stuff he has and all kids that. Kids and stuff like right this there. This is his. thing. There will be a Lurie for a long yeah, time. He's not Philly. like uh, you know, like Steve Cohen who owns the Mets and has like 
hedge funds. It does all these other things. Yeah. Like, and it's the Mets is like a luxury thing. Like Jeffrey Lurie is the owner of the Eagles. That's and what he does. For what it's worth, I've maintained this. I do believe Jeffrey Lurie is still a good owner. There's I, just problems. Right yeah. Now look, I still think he wants to win. He cares about his some, heart's in the right place. And he will he will give what is needed from a resources perspective. He'll spend money, all that stuff. I just think he's got a guy there. He, obviously is his blind spot and he's too invested in that guy and it's causing a situation where he's allowing himself to get involved and you know the results have not been great and they're eleven not and one. Be great. Yeah, four eleven and one. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on Carson Wentz? Is he fixable in Philadelphia? Are the Eagles right to tell head coaches we want to fix this guy and bring him back? And where do you stand on the head coaching search? What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? Elliot and I'll give our summation of what we think of the coaching search so far, who we think are the top candidates, who we want, who we don't, and more. That's coming up next. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you, the defending champions, Kansas City, are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Cleveland tomorrow. The over-under is 56 points. New Orleans, a three-point favorite hosting Tampa Bay. Over-under is 51-and-a-half points. Today, you got Buffalo minus three, Green Bay minus six-and-a-half. Anything and everything, it's a great time of year. The pro football playoffs, college hoops, pro basketball, hockey, and more. you got to get in on all the action now. We've been telling you about it all season. Bet online with a name you trust. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. So many different ways to bet. Bet more, more than just teams and scores. You can bet on player performances, passing yards, rushing yards, halftime scores. Who scores first? You can bet on future things like league MVPs, division champs, anything and everything. And again, these games tonight and tomorrow, get involved watching these playoff games. It's so much more fun when you got some action on the line. And here's the deal. New customers only. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to 500 Yes, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. Promo code G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. Bet with the home team, Pennsylvania's home team sports betting app. It's GoBirds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook is my... Partner Elliot Shore Parks always likes to say it's never boring. Never, ever, ever. With the Philadelphia Eagles. It might not be awesome. Never boring, though. Always exciting. Always something. To you enjoy about. this type of excitement, yeah, I guess. Yeah, some do, some don't, Elliot. Some do, some don't. It'd be exciting if they were playing in a playoff game. Wouldn't That'd it? be another version Wouldn't of exciting. It? It, it is It is so crazy to think about that three years ago at this time, we're like getting ready for Minnesota and getting ready for the yeah. AFC or NFC Championship game and feeling like well, this team's going to go win the Super Bowl. Actually, four years ago, number one. Number three years ago. Yeah, no, four, three years ago, I'm right. No, it's been three full seasons. So it's been years, four. brother. It was 2018. Think about it. It's 2021. Good point. All right. I know. I know I'm right about math, it. <laughs> no doubt well, in my then, mind. Two years ago, we were preparing for them to. I was in New Orleans. Go against New Orleans. So it yeah. wasn't that long ago. There was a different type of excitement. And now Doug Peterson's gone. It's yeah. just, it is, it is, it really is. It's shocking. I definitely don't think anyone thought three years ago we'd be here right now doing this. So 215-592-9494. Uh, coming up in a few, Elliot and I'll uh, give our thoughts on the coaching search, who we want, who we think is most likely to get the job. And Carson Wentz, can he be fixed here in Philly? Is it right for the Eagles? to try and fix him and build around him. 215-592-9494. Let's go to our good buddy in KOP. What's up, Mike? Mad Mike. Hey, how you doing today? 
Hey, what's going on? How you feeling? What you mad about today? Mad today? Oh, I'm always mad. You know that. Yep. Let me guess. Um, Does it have something to do with Howie? <laughs> Never. No, actually, Never. it has to do with You Lori mad because your Howie. Bills are, are playing tonight and you're just getting fired <laughs> up and ready to roll? Go Bills Mafia. <laughs> uh, here's my thing, guys, and I wanted to ask you this question. It's a serious question. Do you think the Eagles purposely took uh, an extra week to fire Doug, Doug Peterson to put themselves behind in the coaching search so they could weed out the, the stronger candidates that would actually want roster control? Because they put themselves in the position where a lot of the people, they, they just started interviewing, a lot of people already took jobs, but they could do that and say, hey, we, we did our best with what we had left over, and they, they can get their puppet in place and say they did the best that they could. Because it feels awfully calculated to me. Howie Roseman playing chess is basically what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he plays chess, but he can, he's only really good at playing checkers. Yeah. No, I don't think they intentionally did that. I think the reality is these guys were never going to take the job anyway. So I think by waiting And they weren't going to give them the job. Look, they, Mike, they can still not hire people. Like, they're yeah, the one giving out the job. They can hire their puppet however they want it. I understand your point. You, it's, I, it's I, I think you're giving it. them too much credit. I think you're giving them – I think this was dysfunction. I think this was dysfunction. Well, yeah, I mean, they were surprised by what Doug said in that initial meeting i think so too i think they actually thought all right one more year with doug and then after that meeting they're like uh-oh look mike they, i don't think they put doug out i don't think they do that press conference at the end of the season if they yep. didn't really think they were going to bring him back well then i don't I, I guys and elliot i'm going to put this to you this team is in years and years of hurt ahead of them and they're going to be awful for years to come because they they're they're a rudderless ship they have no direction. They don't know what they're doing. And I guarantee you they're going to blow this sixth pick somehow. They're either going to trade it away and get a bunch of picks, and they're not going to hit on any of them, or they're going to take the wrong guy at six. And it's just something's well, going to happen. I can't agree with you that they're going to be bad for years. I just can't. They play in a bad division. Like, you call them a rudderless ship. The other teams in the division might not even have a – like, they're, they're even worse, yeah, I but think. but we so. went into the season saying, oh, well, we've got a coaching staff in place. And we're yeah, it didn't work out. No, we're idiots. This team is full of idiots. So this is an organization run by teenage girls that like to just talk behind each other's back and then put information out there. Like, this is not going to be good at all, Elliot. Well, I'll, so I, I don't disagree with like you. Four years. Yeah. It will be, I hope I'll you like, do. I hope you call every week for four always. years. Yeah, I, me I just, too. the only thing is, I, you're always a quarterback away. And that, that's not easy to get. I'm not saying that. But this idea that, look, if Jalen Hurts ends up being really good, if for some Carson Carson turns it around. If Justin Fields is amazing, look. If they hire the right guy, quickly, even with a ridiculous search, when when they hired Doug Peterson, every single person in, or ninety nine percent of people in Philadelphia were like, "That's an awful hire, really." That guy, like, what a yeah. joke! And he won us our first Super Bowl. I will say, and I'm I'm more on Mike's side in the sense that I do think they are in real trouble right now, considering who is running this franchise and the the roster um, financial situation they are in. I do think that certainly this upcoming year and the next couple years could be really bad and i do see a world where they fall into you know a 3-4 run of i just I, don't I, I don't i'm not saying it's likely but i see a world but on the flip side you also do have to be real it's the nfl i mean look when chip left 2016 to that point we thought this franchise has just been burned to the ground yep. by chip kelly they're hiring doug freaking peterson this is all done and they won the super bowl a year later so like things can change in a hurry in the NFL, so I'm not willing to say they're they're a disaster. They're the new Browns, but I do think that they are in a precarious spot right now, where making the right decisions could push them one way or the other in that direction. There's no doubt about that, and there's no doubt that 
Doug ended up being a way better coach than we all thought. But the real reason that things turned around quickly and they won that Super Bowl was because of Carson, yep. right? So they they ended up getting the quarterback. Like it, the focus is on Doug in 2016, but when they really won that Super Bowl was when they traded from 13 to nine to two to get Carson. Now, unfortunately. Carson is not Carson anymore. I mean, he, he he suffered a broken back. He tore his ACL. There's a ton of bat baggage between the teams. So that's not the answer. But to your point about, like, it could be three or four years or even two to three years of, you know, three, four win football, I, I just can't say that because I've seen them turn around quickly before, and I've seen how much getting the right quarterback can change things so quickly. Let's go to Ani and talk to Victor. Yo, Vic. How you doing, buddy? Oh, my God. Victor. Yeah, hold on, sir. Hold Vic, on. Man, brother. someone just heard hey, the Garofalo report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, Vic, I'll what, talk to you. what's on your uh, mind, but brother? Listen, I wanted – hey, guys, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for calling in. Listen, um, you know, sometimes, you know, when you look at an organization, you look at things you, – you, you, you look at it and you go, how many times can they shoot themselves in the foot? You know, I think for me, I look at Jeffrey Glory and look at what the recent things that have transpired uh, – as a, as really kind of self-inflicting, um, you know, you you and it's, I think it was a Troy Aikman that indicated that I think um, uh, 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 Peterson wanted to keep. Uh, uh, yeah, and, he's and, backed and, off that a little bit. Aikman which is kind of come out. Because yeah, because the the audio says it, but he he's saying that his words were taken out of context and stuff. Well, so who I, really I, knows? I, that? I, I think I think well, I think there was definitely a different of philosophy going forward, right? But here's the thing: you got. You got uh, Chip Kelly, who was in there. Jeff Lurie did a tour of the facility. He realized how depressed things were. He made an immediate, um, he, he made an immediate decision to get rid of Chip Kelly because it was just totally bad. Now, did Peterson deserve to get fired? That's, we can debate that, right? Mm-hmm. But here's a guy who knew how to uh, galvanize players. He knew how to he, – he had ability to, to get guys' attention. What he didn't have was a quarterback who was, who was steady – who was doing all the things he needed to do. What all Jeff Lurie did is he chose money over the priority of the team. That's in my opinion. Obviously, uh, I can be that wrong. The Wentz contract you're talking about? That- I think he just he said, you know what? I paid too much money. 2020 was a sucky year for me. Yeah. I paid too much money for this guy. I, I am choosing him over my coach. Uh, uh, and so what I'll do is uh, uh, um, fire my, uh, my friend. Uh, but Howie Roseman, what, and the thing he said that Howie Roseman has all these good people around him, I'm sitting there scratching my head like, dude, you're digging yourself. Yeah. The Philadelphia fans are not stupid. Victor. We hear things between everything he's saying. So he, Jeffrey Lurie has caused this dysfunction. Victor, it goes straight to him I, and only him. I'm with you. It's a terrific call, and like I said, Lurie's in the crosshairs. What do you make of Victor's point there, the idea that – and look, it's been implied in spots, not – expressly written out, but just the idea that they're telling head coaching candidates to, you know, build, they want to build around Wentz or yeah. the Garofola report that, you know, th- this and that about Wentz and that, they, you know, we're seeing now that they clearly, you know, we've heard a lot about the Wentz stuff here. Do you make, do you think there's a real well, possibility that they, that it's a flat out, he chose Wentz over Doug's situation? What's interesting is this report from Garofalo basically saying that they're telling candidates they want Carson to be the guy that does match Troy Aikman saying that, Doug was fired because of a difference of opinion on quarterback, right? Because he's saying that basically Doug wanted Hurts, the team wanted Wentz, and they split ways. Now, I do not believe Doug was fired because of the quarterback. I believe it played a part, right? But I think the main reason is Jeffrey Lurie did not think Doug Peterson was a good enough head coach to turn the offense around, period. I think that was the main reason. Now, 
Do I think that Carson could be back next year? Yeah, I think there's a possibility. I think that they could talk themselves into bringing in a guy for Carson. But I've said this, and I'll say it again. It's an important distinction to remember, like, money spent versus money they'll have to pay. The cap hit that if they traded Carson, they would not be paying Carson to play somewhere else. They've already paid Carson for two years of service, right? The new money is they would have to physically pay him $25 million to play here. And I think that's that's crucial when you talk about money that Lurie is going to have to write, you know, write a new check for. I think that is going to matter in this decision. Let's go to Ridley Park and talk to Larry. Hey, Larry. Larry! We'll put Larry back on hold. We'll go to him away with my point. Yeah, it was too good. Let's talk to Ja'Cory. Ja'Cory! What's going on, guys? What's going on, Ja'Cory? Good, man. I miss you. I miss you. You sound like you're underwater, Ja'Cory. I can't understand a word you're saying, my friend. Can you hear me now? A little bit better. I was saying that I miss you. Okay, not much Um, better, Ja'Cory. We got to get your phone right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's good. Good. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that, but yeah, I miss you guys. My Saturday's been not as good, and I listen to y'all. But um, appreciate that. We missed, we missed it too. But um, but um, with this Carson Wentz situation, I think I don't know. It's like some of it can be true, some of it can be fake. You know, I was my my thing is I seen when you were talking about the poster and how he was in his wall, mm-hmm. and I said it was like a shrine. But I looked at it, the picture with you posted Elliot. It was like Sledger. Yeah, but I think the ultimate point of McLean's piece, which is true, is that Howie is all in on Carson. And I get the I get your point about maybe it wasn't a quote unquote shrined, but I think the ultimate point is still fair, which is Carson like Carson's all over that Novacare. Like the presence of Carson is very much felt. But if I paid you all that money, I'm gonna be all in on you too. Yeah, until you're well, terrible. Well, not just paid you the money. Like, I mean, that's like Howie's defining move is the, yeah. the, the hopscotching up the draft to go get Wentz and all in on Wentz. I mean, that was like, again, to the point that Lou Riddick made on the Monday Night Show, it's his only pro bowler well, other than Miles Sanders right. making it this year. You know, The point he made about not having uh, Carson would be like losing one of your fingers. Yeah. Like, I do think he feels an attachment to Carson, but sorry, go ahead. Another you thing, know, too, with the coaching search, because I know you guys are going to get in top that um, next. I want Joe Brady because he's a young Innovate. He has. He's young. He has an innovative offense. And I think he can use the receivers the right way. If you look at Carolina's offense, they had all those receivers, and he was using them as running backs on Jesse's and everything too. And also with Joe Brady, you you hire Joe Brady as your head coach. He's for sure gonna get you Jamar Chase. So I, you, you know, I want Jacor. You know, I want Jamar Chase. Great call. Look, I I think Joe Brady is a, a fascinating name to discuss. As I mentioned, coming up next. Elliot and I will give you who we think is the front runner for the job, who we want it to be, and we'll discuss these candidates as well as taking your calls, 215-592-9494. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way till 3 o'clock. Rob Ellis after that, and then a little divisional round football coming up. Remember those that. days? Well, that was fun, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Feels like forever ago. It does, and it wasn't. I won't do the ago. math on how long ago it was, but no, I, you're not great at it. Yeah, it's two years. Feels a while. Two years. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, we're gonna get back to the phones in one sec. I, I've been mentioning. I want to get Elliot's thoughts on where the coaching surge is at. As you mentioned before, like 12, 13 candidates have been connected to. They've interviewed a few already. Um, a lot of names in and out. Obviously, a few names off the board already. As it stands right now, we'll get to who your top choice would be, but. Reading the tea leaves, looking at how this situation is playing out, who do you think are the favorites right now of the names we've heard? So I do think that Mike Kafka is one of the favorites. The fact that they can't interview him until the Chiefs are out 
Um, I think it explains why they probably haven't obviously requested him or talked to him. But I think he checks a lot of boxes for what they would look for. Uh, Joe Brady would be both my top choice, and I think they would really like to get him. Now, what's surprising is he's not gotten a job, and a lot of places have interviewed him. So I do wonder if maybe he's not interviewing well, if people are agreeing with that, you know, he maybe is too young for the job. And not just He's also – he's young, but he's also – Inexperienced. Re- relatively inexperienced. You know, it's well, not like McVay, who, when right. he was 31, was on all these NFL staffs. I mean, Brady's been in the NFL for one year and only really college, like, as a coordinator one year prior to that. So, And for what it's worth, I don't even think he had the title of coordinator there. He was, like, the passing game right. coach. So, right. I, look, I would hire Joe Brady. That, I, now, he comes with a lot of concerns. To me, he's the most high-risk, high-reward. I think he... He's a guy that if you don't hire him now in three years, you might be asking yourself, like, I messed up I can't believe the next McVay type right. guy. Or, yeah. or he could come here, and it could be a complete disaster. Like, he's younger than me and you. Like, I knew one day I would cover a coach that was older, <laughs> you know, but I didn't think it would happen this soon. So I, I, that's kind of where I'm at with Joe Brady. Mike Kafka, you know, it's almost hard to have an opinion on him because he's so out of left field, and I can't believe they might actually do it. But, again, like, inexperience is an issue there. Never called plays, right? Uh has only been coaching a relatively short amount of time. I mean, even Doug called plays a little bit when he came here, you know, in-game with Andy. So I think there's some major concerns with bringing in Kafka. Really, the only upside that I can think to of Kafka is, who knows? Like, yeah. you know, maybe he maybe, is really like, good. Yeah, like with Doug, where but, it's like, oh, maybe he was better than we thought. You know, of. in terms of actual things to look at, like, well, it's like he the, works also for the Chiefs. The, the but, whole narrative, like, he developed Mahomes, yeah, too. It's like, man. come on, man. How many people develop Mahomes at this point? Yeah, well, first of all, it's Andy. That's my thing with Andy. It's like, Andy is so in charge of everything that he does. He's so micromanaging yeah. and all that. And on top of that, like, really, it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, how much developing did now, he look, actually Now, look, they do need? deserve credit for turning course, him into Of course, of yeah. course. But I'm just giving Andy Reid a lot more of the credit than I'm giving to Mike Well, Kaka. and also, if you're going to hire somebody because of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, like, Eric Bieniemy makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't know either of them personally. So, who knows, right? Maybe they talk to Bieniemy. They're not impressed. They're, they're really impressed with Kafka. Kafka does check off the familiarity box, which they love a lot. I mean, it feels like bringing back Jason Peters or Darren Sproles, mm-hmm. right? They'll, they'll think about it. The last two coaches they will have had would have played for the team. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I can't imagine any other team has done that recently. So I, those would be kind of my Joe Brady-Kafka thoughts. Now, then we talk about Deuce, right? So Deuce interviewed. He's interviewed before. He interviewed in 2016. They've had multiple chances. They, they've they hired, since Deuce came to the staff, they've hired two head, uh, yeah, two head coaches, uh, three offensive coordinators, or at least two. So they've had multiple chances to make him the guy, and they have not done it. Now, if I'm Deuce, I'm wondering – what are we even talking about this in, in this interview? You know me. You know my philosophies. Like, if you're not sure I'm the guy yet, what could possibly change? Mm-hmm. When, when I look at Deuce, there's a lot of things to like. The top one is he he knows the situation, which what we just talked about is, is important. I think you have to know the dynamics with Carson. You have to know the city. Like, those things really matter with this job. In some ways, they might matter more than X's and O's. But X's and O's do matter. And my my concern with Deuce is that through no fault of his own, he's never called plays. He's not been a coordinator. And if we're going to say that his top quality is leader of men, popular amongst the players, gonna you know can be that really like great program builder, well, that was Doug. Doug was very popular amongst his mm-hmm. players. Doug was uh, viewed as a leader of men. And if that quality, and I think Doug was pretty special at it, so to say Deuce could only match that's not even a slight at Deuce. Like Doug was a great locker room guy. Maybe Deuce will be better. Who knows? But I think what we saw is that's not what this team needs. This team, if they're going to get rid of Doug, they need an offensive philosophy. They need somebody to come in here, 
coach whoever the quarterback is and fix this offense. And maybe that could be Deuce, I don't know, but that would be my concern. Yeah, I think those are the top three names for me, too, from hearing everything, seeing everything. I, Kafka makes a lot of sense as someone they like that maybe everyone else doesn't like type of thing. And I, look, I think ultimately, based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks, you have to at least assume that they're going to hire someone who they're going to be able to have some say over. They're going to be able to help with the coaches. They're going to be, or even pick the coaches or whatever, because that's the the format they've had. And maybe they learn from their mistakes with Doug, and they're like, "Oh, we'll give you control. We'll, we'll trust you. Whatever." I just don't. Well, I think it depends on the candidate. Of course it does. Yeah. But it, Doug, or sorry, Kafka and Deuce are both the type of candidates that I think are certainly in the real, really in the running. And part of the reason I think they're in the running is because I think that they are guys the Eagles feel like they could control in a lot of ways. Well, and for what it's worth, they're two guys that don't have other options. That, right now. My point being, exactly. So, 215 592 Where do you stand on the head coaching search? And look, Lincoln Rye is the other name just to bring up. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's leaving Oklahoma. What a roller coaster that was. We were both like thinking we were ready, man. Well, there was a lot of whispers and news and all that. Would Uh, that be your top guy still? Just yeah, I think just from a from a certainly from an entertainment perspective, I think it would be fun as a as a fan as someone who talks about the team. But also, like of these guys, none of these guys. I like Joe Brady. Two of the three we talked about, I would pick Brady just for the upside of him. But in terms of Riley, like, I know the history of college coaches, the NFL isn't great, but I take a shot on a really smart, yeah. interesting guy like I, that. I would, so. too. Super quick. I like Kellen Moore a lot more than other people. Yeah, seems. I don't want anything. I know, but I, we'll, we'll talk about him. I think yeah. he's a better candidate than he's being given credit for. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Glenn? Hey, I could not uh, agree with you guys more with the Deuce Daly comments and then the ownership wine control, which I think is one of the biggest concerns with head coaches coming in uh, to right now. I mean, as you saw, I think we missed out on the two top candidates of Arthur Smith and Brian Duball, which I Mm -hmm. think Holly Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie would have concern of them wanting to bring in their own guys. But with that, I think there's kind of a bad taste in their mouth when their coaches make decisions because – if Doug Peterson's decisions were actually what they wanted, how how do how do they trust a coach with wanting to bring up people within the organization that don't sh- that doesn't seem on the field that they're actually doing a good job from where they're at right now, as in bringing up Press Taylor and everyone else on that? Yeah, I think it's a, a fair point, and I think it, uh, an important distinction to make is you said they didn't want you know they they wouldn't want Arthur Smith and Bull because of uh them having power, I think more likely like those guys wouldn't come here. So I think it's it's a mixed, it's a two way street on that. But to 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 your point about the coaching staff, I, yeah, it's true. Like if I was Lurie, I would be concerned about the fact that Doug wanted to m- promote Press Taylor or that he wanted to make Mac Burke, Matt Burke the defensive coordinator. Like as much as I like Doug as a head coach, those those decisions would concern me for sure. Yeah, and then uh, going forward, that I, you said that uh, Jeff Lurie has a good heart and seems like a person I which I totally agree. And I think actually being an NFL owner, I mean, it's a nice job, but it might be hard because most other owners of a company probably know how the or how everything works. But the owner of an NFL company, what do they actually really know about football? So I feel like it's a lot harder for them to not get into the weeds about what's going on with their organization rather than a different owner of like 
uh, of a consulting firm or anything yeah. that probably went through it and knows what's going on. I also That's think it's just more call, fun, Glenn. too, you know? Yeah, I mean, and also I think, look, Lori, I think over time, Lori has gotten a feel for how it all works, and I think he thinks, at least from what we're hearing, that he knows more than he does because well, he's I, I, more I, involved. I do think Lori knows a lot about how to be an NFL owner. Like, I think he knows well, that. Well, clearly, he's done I it did, for 25 doesn't years. doesn't mean he knows how to scout players, the, though. Ex- right. that, <laughs> yes, that is the, the conundrum that you get into. 215 592 94 94 long segment coming up we will get to your calls get in now Carson Wentz should the Eagles be prioritizing him in their head coaching search and for next season and where do you sound that coaching search do you think they're gonna be able to lure someone who we all will be excited about or is it gonna be a Mike Kafka type of hire let us know 215-592-9494 it's Elliot it's James it's Go Birds Radio and again let me remind you about the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Defending champions Kansas City are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Cleveland. The over-under is 56 points. New Orleans a three-point favorite hosting Tampa Bay. The over-under in that one's 51-and-a-half. Also, today you got Green Bay minus six-and-a-half against L.A. Buffalo minus three against Baltimore. All these fun games. It's way more fun when you're in on the action. The best time of the year. We got pro football playoffs, college hoops, pro basketball Pro hockey and more. You can get in on all the action right now. Bet online with a name you trust. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. So many different ways to bet. You can bet on more than just teams and scores. You can bet on player performance, passing yards, rushing yards, halftime scores. Bet on who scores first. You can bet on future things like league MVP, division champs, anything and everything. And here's the deal for new customers only. Sign up now and you get a risk-free bet of up to 5 Hundred dollars, yes, five hundred dollars. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com/pa and use our promo code GoBirds. That's G O B I R D S. Again, it's P A R X Casino.com/pa. Promo code GoBirds. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. Bet with the home team, Pennsylvania's home team sports betting app. Give me some respect right now. One more hour to go. It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Rob Ellis, the legend, coming up next after us. It's Elliot. It's James. So much to talk about. For those who missed it, we started the show talking about another Jeff McClain bombshell piece coming out. All he drops, man. Man, it feels like every week it's like a new Jeff McClain bombshell piece about how you're about Lori and this time about. Sure, the Eagles are thrilled when they see uh, Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? The man's doing a great job. Amen. You know, yeah. his job is to report, and Jeff McLean is reporting. So he's shout, very good at Shout it. out to Jeff. He's doing a great job. And whether we like what he's saying or not, that's not his fault. So, um, But for those who missed it, uh, 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 Carson Wentz piece kind of detailing a lot of the issues, certainly this year and, and really over the last couple of years with coaching Carson and some issues between whether he's being coached hard enough, him and Doug, a very sour relationship, as mm. they talked about. And, you know, kind of balancing that with the Mike Garofolo report that also came out today saying that the Philadelphia Eagles are telling head coaching candidates that they want Carson Wentz back next year and they want someone who's going to rehabilitate Wentz. And that's their priority with this. Elliot, just to you know, kind of rehash where we were at the start of the show, what do you make of this article and of what it means for the Eagles in the coaching search here? It's not good, <laughs> I mean, right? How many things can we summarize Nailed with it. the Eagles right now? That's why, that's why they pay me. Yeah. Um, 
look, I, I think that the Carson situation is a problem. It's a problem on two folds. One, if you hire a head coach for Carson, you're doubling down potentially on a mistake that could set the franchise back two or three years. But the other problem is just that this stuff continues to come out, right? And again, credit to McLean for the reporting, but like, how many leaks do we see come from this team? Like, they're always talking about each other. You know, there's always this type of drama. We saw Doug's potential coaching staff leak before his second interview. Like, we hear stuff throughout the year. You know, I just, I really think that there is a problem right now. Like, this team, it's so much drama all the time. I was on with uh, Ike Reese and, and John Marks earlier in the week, and Ike made a great point that this team needs to get away from the drama. Like, there's so much drama always following them. And he said, well, this didn't happen when they won the Super Bowl. And that's true. But remember, this happened before with Chip, right? Oh, like, 100%. Like, so this isn't new. I, I think that there's one central figure in all this. I'm not blaming him completely mm-hmm. for that. But, uh, yeah, they're they're in a bad spot. But I will maintain. I haven't said this all show. So I will. Ooh. Like, I'm still not thinking they're they're screwed for a lot of years. I, I still think they have the brightest future in the NFC East. I still think those things about them. I, I still believe they're the Eagles. Like I in my lifetime I've never seen them go through a losing stretch that you think they could go on. Anything's possible. I'm just not there yet. For all the dysfunction, for all the problems, I'm still not gonna sit here and say we're dealing with like the Philadelphia Jaguars or the Bengals or the Browns, who are not a good example now. But you know, for for yeah, you can, it still works. Stretch. It still works. Yes, right. The Browns now, are still the Browns. Now they're not they're the Steelers, the right? I mean, they're not a team that I trust to continually win double digit games and go to the playoffs and all that. But I, I don't think I'm willing to pack it in on the future. But there's, like I said, it's. Very concerning. Yeah, look, I'm much more uh, dour about their future than you are, but I also, I, like I said before, I know things can change in a hurry in the NFL. We saw it from Chip to Doug. We all thought that was a, a burn-to-the-ground situation, and it was going to be years of, of struggle, and they won the Super Bowl really quickly. But I do think, to your initial point, there has been dysfunction in this building for a lot, a long time, and Jeffrey, Oney and, uh, Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman have been a part of it consistently four, seven, eight, nine years, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that, that's concerning. When we're talking about hiring a new coach, when we're talking about handling this quarterback situation, when we're talking about a roster that is really bereft of young talent that you can count on moving into the future, or at least high-end young talent that you can count on moving into the future, not to mention the salary cap situation and all that, I, I do see a, a path where this could go bad, real bad, for an extended period of time. But I'm, I'm not saying it's happening yet, definitely, mm-hmm. but... I'm I'm certainly more concerned than you are about. Well, it. the other interesting part of this is are the Eagles good at hiring head coaches, right? Like we we point to that they're you know Howie's tough to work with maybe or Lurie's controlling, but they've not done a good job of identifying people that fit their culture or that they can uh, work with for a long time. Clearly, Doug was a good hire. He won the Super yep. Bowl, right? I'm not going to fight that battle, but I don't think you ever. F- hire a head coach with the idea that in five years you'd be firing, right? Like, you, no. you you hire these guys to stay for a long time. And the last two hires they've made have had to leave because for whoever's fault, you know, I think Chip was more to blame than Doug is, right? But through whoever's fault this is, twice now, they have had to fire guys because it did not work out. So as they go through this coaching search, they really need to maybe do a better job of identifying what characteristics they think will work here for a long run because you can't keep switching these head coaches in and out. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on Wentz? Is he fixable here in Philly and on this coaching search and how they're handling it? Let's go to Malvern and talk to Daryl, who's been hanging forever. Daryl, thanks for hanging. What's on your mind, my friend? It's actually Daryl, but thank you guys. By the way, Darryl, yeah. one of the be- one, one of the better Sorry. better shows in, in in quite some time. I love the way that you guys are bringing a lot of different perspectives to this. 
Awesome, man. I, I really appreciate that. I, I don't want to call myself Sportsdramas here, but <laughs> I, I, I saw this happening from the from the point where Jim Schwartz was hired before Doug Peterson. Yeah. Carson Wentz going out to California to work with 3DQB against the team's wishes in the offseason leading up to the 17th season. Um, giving Carson Wentz a huge contract that he hadn't earned. The debacle last year with, oh, we're keeping Mike Grow. Oops, no, we're not. The fact that Carson Wentz calls kill-kill at the line of scrimmage more than any other quarterback I have ever heard. They gave this guy a lot of power. And he saw insubordination around him happening with the assistant coaches constantly going skip level, not going to Doug, but going up to Howie. And they created that own dynamic themselves when they decided that they were hiring a D.C. first, when they handpicked some of Doug's coaches. So at the end of the day, I don't think it was so much as Doug being fired, as Doug grew a set and wouldn't capitulate to their manipulation anymore that I don't think any other coach in the league had to suffer through. So at the end of the day, they're really pretty much screwed. We're screwed. It's got to be deuce because it has to be somebody that hasn't made their bones yet as a coordinator in the league that doesn't have any other options that will take the five to $7 million payday for a couple of years that an NFL head coach earns and have everybody else around the league know why they did it. Because here's the story. At the end of the day, Doug may not get a job because of the bad taste that it left in organizations' mouths about him uh, tanking that game, even though he was told he had to tank it. Mm -hmm. It just creates a bad dynamic. But I think at the end of the day, Doug Peterson is going to be recognized around the league as a coach that is not going to be manipulated and a coach that deserves to, to call his own shots. I think really... You guys are hitting the nail on the head. I know you want to pull away from it a little bit. I think it was you, Elliot, that said this could be the beginning of a long-term set of years of dysfunction, and I feel like that's absolutely what we're looking at now because unless one of these candidates comes in and pulls a mat rule on them and tells them everything that they want to hear, they get the offer and then he declines it and goes public as to why he declined it Mm -hmm. and puts egg on their face. I think the only way that this moves forward um, in a good way as far as the fan base and the future of the organization's success goes is if that happens. Otherwise, we're looking at dudes who's going to be a bobblehead. I feel you. It's it's almost like they need to let – great call. Call more often, man. That was a really, really smart, intelligent call. And and to his point, it almost feels like they just got to get lucky. What did you make of what Daryl had to say? Well, I think his point about Deuce is an interesting one. I, I I think that he's right, and I had just said it. Like, you have to hire somebody that knows what they're getting into, that knows the dynamics, that knows the city, that is aware of how things are going to work. Like, that's going to help them be a success here more than someone that might be more qualified but is unaware of that. So that's true. But I just can't get behind the idea of hiring somebody just because they're willing to do that. You know, so I, I'm, I'm kind of talking out both sides of my mouth, but – I can't get excited about Mike Kafka because Mike Kafka's willing to to do what the organization wants. Uh, 100%. Maybe Mike Kafka would be a good head coach. Maybe Deuce would. Maybe they'd be better coaches than Joe Brady. I don't know. But I know when I look at the resumes right now, there are certain guys that excite me, and it's frustrating to think that those guys might not work here. Now, one distinction, though, is I think for the right coach, they would hand over more power than people think. Like, I do think – if Arthur Smith said, I want to come here, they would have let him hire his staff. I just, 
I think that when well, like Lincoln Riley, they're not getting Lincoln Riley unless Correct. they give him yeah. more power than they gave Doug. Right, so to but speak. they're they're not going to treat Lincoln Riley the way they treated Doug. The question is whether someone that they actually respect enough is going to trust them in that and come here. All right, from Daryl to Darren in South Philly, Yo D. What's up, brother? What's up, Elliot? Miles off. I heard you getting married. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, so I was thinking about originally I wanted Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach, but then I was utterly reminded that he signed an extension at Michigan, which I want him gone. But what about um, – <laughs> It's like your Michigan fandom taking over your Eagles fandom. You just want him gone Yes, because, because at least if he comes here, he'll get ruined, and he's not destroying both my college. And I don't think he'd last <laughs> more than five games as an Eagles head coach. It's very Machiavellian because... of you, Darren. I know, I know. Um, but what about uh, – I had an off-the-wall t- uh, uh, pick. What about the coordinator? Oh, I just lost it. I'm sorry. Don't even remember. Never mind. Forget it. But <laughs> what be about – awesome. off Might the be the best candidate. point that's like, been made on this show today right there, so – I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm, I'm in Vegas. I'm, I'm been Darren drinking. Dave. Leave me alone. Why are you calling us from Vegas? You should be partying, Because Dave. I love you guys. That's dedication uh, and hard work. You're the best. That's you true. You're the best. But uh, I do, uh, I do like, we need somebody out the ball, not someone like that they're, they're saying. Someone out the ball. Well, like, what about, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Shoot. Like uh, uh, the Dan Orlovsky from ESPN, something no, like that. I, I'm not in on a to... Dan Orlovsky coming here. I respect Why not? Him. Because well, look, I res- zero coaching. I respect Dan. Yeah, look. First of all, I'm not hiring gonna... somebody for Carson off the bat, but also I don't know if there could be a more pro Carson higher than Dan Orlovsky. Oh my God, yeah. And I, Dan is awesome at what he does. Like I respect him. But I'm but he's saying, you're saying this, you, but Ellie, you sat there and said it has to be someone that wants to help rehabilitate Carson. That's no, what you're no, saying. no, no, no. We're no, not no, no, saying no, no. we want that. We're saying that's what we. Uh, I'm not, I don't want it either. But there. if that is what they're going to do, you can't get someone that, that fundamentally believes he can fix Carson more than that, man. Well, well I mean, your point is fair that if that's what they're hiring for, then that look that. The, but again, also, Daryl Lasky has never coached before. Like, I don't think there's everyone. Neither, neither did really. Well, I mean, Doug had a glee. Yeah, Doug had, had been an offensive be, coordinator be in the league and been on staff. Joe Brady, right? No, well, Joe Brady at least has been an offensive coordinator in the NFL, and, and great call, D, as usual. Uh, Good and, luck out there. Yeah, have fun in Vegas. Uh, I mean, at least Joe Brady's been an offensive coordinator. I mean, Mike, Dan Orlovsky would be like literally zero. Yeah, they're zero, not going to hire Dan Unless Orlowski. he's coached like his kid's Pop Warner team or something, you know? I would say the reaction to the Dan Orlovsky would be interesting to see. There'd oh, be some my, people that you would imagine? be so excited uh, and some people that would be very upset. Yeah, I think more upset than not. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my good buddy, Neil. Hey, Neil. Seltzer, pleasure to speak with you as always. Hope all is well on your neck of the woods. Thanks for taking my call. Of course, Neil. What's on your mind, buddy? And you, and you too, Ellie. No, no gentlemen, I, I'm kidding. I, I like talking to James more too, so I don't, uh, I don't blame you on that one. But I appreciate you calling in. Congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, a couple of things on the. Uh, thank you. A couple of things. The guy I really want for the Eagles that we're probably not going to get because he's probably going to go to the Chargers is Brian Dayball. Yeah. To me, he is the perfect fit for what the Eagles need. He turned Josh Allen to a top five quarterback. He, he, the skill set of Josh Allen is similar to Carson Wentz as best, a guy that can throw the ball and run. Um, he would have been the absolute perfect fit because I think this organization needs a second set of eyes away from the, the Andy Reid, Doug Peterson coaching tree. Mm. And, and, I think the, the, and I think that's what we need first and foremost. And I think one of the, the, the corollaries of that, and I think it's going to be a real problem, is I think the guys that we are going to have available to hire – outside of, let's say, Deuce Staley, are going to be second level. I don't want to see Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was 24-40 and 40 in the NFL as a coach. I don't think a retread is someone that is going to, to, to turn around this franchise. What's going to turn around this franchise is a head coach 
with a second set of eyes to come in and look at the situation, not from a Philly perspective, but from an objective perspective of what is best for the Eagles going forward. Not to appease the fan base per se, not to appease Howie Roseman, and not to appease Jeffrey Lurie. It's to come in and say, if you want success going forward, here is what you need to do. And speaking of Howie Roseman, I have to say, the, the Eagles bungled the firing of Doug Peterson so much they managed to turn Doug Peterson, a 4-11-1 coach, to regress to a bottom-five coach into a sympathetic figure and a quasi-martyr. That tells you that management of a team is bad when you make a 4-11-1 coach come across like a sympathetic victim. And in closing, let me say this. I think, I, I think we're going to lose out on the Brian Dayballs and, and those coordinators who really are the ones that we should be looking at. And we fired Doug Peterson for one year of regression, and yet Howie Roseman, who has had three consecutive years of really poor drafts, and has put together, let's, let's be clear here, no, he has put together, yeah, yeah, he's put together an old, expensive, aging roster, and, you're, and Jeffrey Lurie is going to ask the guy who created the problem in the first place to fix the problem yeah, he Neil, created. Neil, as usual, great call. Um, I, yeah, I look, you know. You know where I stand on Harry. Well, Rose. it's funny the the description of what he wants in a head coach, uh, someone that can come with a fresh set of eyes, someone that's not going to appease the 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 owner, someone that doesn't have a relation to these players. Like that'd be great to get the GM too. Like for all of oh, Howie, absolutely, and yeah. I'm, I'm a little more pro Howie than you are, but I know what you are also is a big change of scenery guy. I, big I think, change of scenery. I think guy. Howie would also benefit from He's a change. He's been here his of entire scenery. career. Yeah, he's right? never worked anywhere yeah, else. I, I'm, and I think like Jeffrey needs a break from him. Like all that stuff. I'm I'm very with you. Uh, let's go to a pod listener. We got a pod listener uh, on the line, boom, Logan right in up. North Carolina. Logan, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? I appreciate you guys uh, taking the call. Yeah, Absolutely. we appreciate you making it, man. That's awesome. What's on your mind today? Uh, just uh, some candidates for the head coaching vacancy, obviously. Um, I think my top two, if you were to ask me right this second, would be Joe Brady, number one, and then Deuce, number two. Mm. There's a caveat, though, with the Deuce pick. Um, I think the perfect situation for Deuce would be have him kind of be that leader of men that we you know, always hear of and then have maybe a Kafka as OC, which I think would be the best position for him, and then maybe even a guy like they're supposedly interviewing in Gerard Mayo as the DC. Yeah. Um, obviously, thought, number Logan. one, yeah. Number one, Joe Brady. I just So I'm from North Carolina. You guys just saw that, obviously. So I see a lot of Carolina Panthers football, and I just saw the way that he used the receivers this year, especially a guy like Curtis Samuel, mm-hmm. who was not that explosive in years prior but this year he was kind of unlocked underneath him and i just think that curtis samuel has a, a very similar skill set to rager yeah look, I, just, really, really quick i agree i would put joe brady number one on my list uh i think that it's a bit of a risk but i, I just it's a swing i'm willing to take because as you mentioned even though their offensive numbers weren't great last year overall like they did lose mccaffrey for a lot of the season and i think that the quarterback player there wasn't great either so i'd be very in on the idea of joe brady i mean he's my number one right now well, and also list. we talk about him being young as a hindrance but also he can still grow like yeah. he can get better from an offensive mind perspective and all that so there is uh, while there is risk there's also upside there too yeah i completely agree and i know like the whole young thing like is is you know the veteran's going to listen to him and you know take whatever he says you know at face value but then he can also relate obviously to all the younger players sure. that we're supposedly going to be implementing in the next few years and 
hopefully they would grow together, like you said. Logan, yeah. great call, man. Call us, call us again, all right? With Thanks Joe Brady, the interview is so crucial. Like, you have got to get a feel for who like, he is yeah, as a guy. The presence. Can yeah. this guy stand up in front of a you locker meet room him in person. where you will have players on the team who are older than him, yep. you know, who make more money than him, all these different things. Like, it is a uh, – it. you need to be able to know that he's going to have that type of command. Uh, let's go to Mount Lawrence, Mount Laurel and talk to Dennis. Hey, Dan. Jimmy, how you doing, my man? Good, brother. How are you, my friend? Elliot, I'm using first names today, guys. Oh, I appreciate it. That's how we know it's all business right now. No ESP and no Seltzman today. <laughs> What's on your mind, man? We are in for a long three years because at the, root of, at the root of the problem is the two-headed monster that isn't going anywhere. Yep. Captain Howie. You're not. I don't care who you bring in here. You, you, you need a head coach, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. You have an aging roster. You have a terrible secondary. A quarterback yeah. controversy. Quarterback <laughs> what I, controversy. What's interesting though is you like those points would have also pretty much been true in 2016. Like when when Howie was had just won his last power struggle with Chip. Right, the roster was not great. They had a ton of questions at quarterback. They ended up getting Carson, but they didn't at the time. And two years later, two years later, they won the Super Bowl. So I'm not, don't want to. I don't want to paint myself in the pro Howie corner, but I do think the idea that they can't win with Larry and Howie is not true. They've literally done it after of a very similar situation. Uh, yeah, but I I think just as Carson regressed, I think Howie's regressed. The, the draft picking has been been horrific. Terrible. It has been. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dennis. I think that the the top of this organization, and thanks for the call up against it. I, look, I, that's where my concern is, and and you're right, and I said it. I pointed that out, too, that it, especially in the NFL, things can change in a hurry. It's just when I try and look at this situation with Jeffrey and Howie in charge and knowing what we know about them and, and how this has gone, like it feels like I'm hoping for luck. It feels like I'm hoping they hire someone who's just going to be able to fix everything, <laughs> and then it just doesn't feel well, like that's I, a realistic I think know, that's strategy. because you view – not you're not saying 2017 is luck completely. That's I'm not saying you're saying that, but I think you view it more as how he got lucky that year with some of his moves, like the free Absolutely. agency moves, that type of thing. So you don't see it as re- as repeatable as I do. Whereas I don't view it as much as luck. I think that in a lot of ways, Howie has a good like plan in place for how he makes decisions. And I think that if you have if you collect the most information, if you you know put everything in front and you try to make the best decision each time. With, with that mindset, I think eventually your decisions will turn around. Now the drafting is bad. I, I can't can't defend that. Like it's not as bad as people make it out to be, but it, it's, it's pretty bad. Well, I mean, look if you look at his first and second round picks recently, they've not been good. Horrible. Overall, yeah. I mean, Horrible. overall though, I mean, really, but prior to that was Andy. Like it's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard. That's a tough draft, part with yeah, Howie, so. right? But I just I can't sit here and say that they're. They're never going to win again. 215-592-9494. We got about 40 minutes ago. Rob Ellis after that. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. That's right. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming your way till 3. The legend, Robbie E. after that. And then some Packers Rams. Mm. A little football after that. So you can't go wrong. You don't no, keep it here. I need to change the dial once. Boom. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll hire a new head coach in the next. Could be whenever, right? Ooh, look at you. 215. Break news on this show. Unless they're know. waiting for Mike Kafka, then it'll be a while. Yeah, that'll be a while. 215-592-9494. Let's get back to the phones. we got a podcast listener online. I think I might know this man. It's Don in Montgomeryville. Is that you, Donnie? What's up, boy? Oh, buddy! 
<laughs> one of my best friends in the world, Donnie. Yeah, Yo, man. Donnie, how are you, man? I'm good, man. About time I called in. You guys yeah, are uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks, I, I don't man. always get to listen on Saturday, but uh, the pods are fantastic. So keep cranking them out. Boom. Thank Thanks, you for man. calling in. Always good to talk to someone that likes James, you know, <laughs> which is yeah, basically exactly. everybody. Yeah. I, I've even converted a few people to like an ESP. Oh, well, that's how you know you're See, a real look one. Look at that yeah, right that's there. That's how you know you're a real one. That's what I try oh, and do, yeah. too. <laughs> what so, up, How you doing? <laughs> um, well, I have you know what might be a long-winded point, so stay with me. A hypothesis about this two-headed monster that I think it's a bigger issue that the Eagles and, and Lori and Roseman overvalue the backup quarterback spot, which I think you know might be a little obvious, but Garcia, Feely, all the way through Foles and the current situation, that it might not be that Doug was forced to choose one or the other, but I think they were forcing Doug to deal with both and that these guys don't understand how that divides a locker room because they're not football guys. Well, I think what's and interesting, that, really quick, what's interesting about that is Doug would have a better perspective of that too, right? From being in the locker room, controlling the locker room. Like for Jeffrey and Howie, I can see a logic of, well, we just paid Carson. We just drafted Hertz. We need to keep both. But Doug being more close to the team, obviously might be able to say like, look guys, that's not going to work out. So maybe that was an issue. Exactly. And I think if they're interviewing new head coaches, when they talk about, Hey, can you work with Carson? I think every potential head coach, you know, thinks they can, or, or will at least tell, the, the deciding uh, decision makers, yeah, of course I can work with Carson. But then who also wants to deal with Jalen Hurts as the backup? And I think it'll be something that happens going forward with these two guys running the business. They're always going to overvalue the backup quarterback, and there's always going to be an issue. Well, what's interesting is they correctly, I think, assess the fact that you need multiple good quarterbacks. Like, that is true. And Howie in 2016 kind of did that when he drafted Wentz, paid money to uh, Bradford and money to Chase Daniel. Now, Chase Daniel's not good, but, you know, in terms of putting resources in that position, what I think they miscalculated was the personality of that, right, is of having the off-the-field dynamics that come with a second-round pick, with two guys that you've paid, like all those parts. So, yes, you do want to have multiple good quarterbacks, but you have to put the priorities of the top guy first because if that top guy's not succeeding, you can have as many as you want. Like, you always have to have one guy that you have all of your uh, assets put into and you're completely behind because it makes that guy easier to succeed. That's how the locker room thrives and and succeeds is through the leadership of – the guy under center and the head coach. And I feel like Howie is putting those two guys at odds. And it's putting the whole locker room Look at, this. at odds. Call, call more often, Donnie. Dude, I hope, I hope Zoe's doing well. ESP, good luck. Getting married and having Thank kids you. are the two best things I ever did in my Agreed. life. So um, you guys Agreed. are blessed. I love it. All right, Donnie. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Look at that. Yeah, it's one of my best friends. Like oh, right uh, forever. There. Yeah, like uh, I was at my wedding. Like an awesome, awesome guy. One of the best people I know. Does he Shout know that uh, he's one of your best friends? Or is that just like news he just I, dropped I would right hope there? so. Okay, I, mean, you know, I we, mean, you know, it's not a small yeah, thing to say. I, I think he knows. Okay, I think he knows. that's good. It was yeah. a nice moment either way. <laughs> Two, one, five. We used to wait tables together back in the day. Oh, I, I never yeah. made it to a waiter. I was a busboy oh, my I whole was, life. I was a big time waiter for, for many years. I made a lot of tables in my life. At one point, my boss comes up to me and goes, you will never be a waiter. And you know what? She was right. She, she, she was, called it. She you know what? Right. As much as it hurt, at the time, her assessment was correct. <laughs> so I was never a waiter. Always a busboy and a food runner. I do think being a waiter is a, is a really good thing for, for people to do 
because you have to deal with so many different types of people in a very quick, you have to kind of Mm -hmm. be quick at assessing people, assessing what they want from you and understanding how to relate to them and all that. I do think there are real life skills that you could take out of it. I would not suggest everybody has to clean tables in their life, though, as a busboy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was a a busboy prior to that, too. Yes, less so. Not as exciting. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Defer to talk to Andy, a regular during the week, but we don't hear from you on this show that often. What up, Andy? Yo, what's up, guys? How we doing? What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, who you guys like tonight? You like uh, you like Lamar or you like Josh? I think I like Buffalo, but I yeah. I really could see. I, it's my favorite game of the weekend. I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend. I'll, I'll say Buffalo, but I wouldn't. Be I was sure. hoping it was going to snow, though. It's not yeah. going to anymore, but yeah. that would have been awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, Buffalo's been super hot, but yep. I, I don't know. I'm kind of riding with Lamar, man. I do think I do think them uh, Lamar getting his first playoff win is big, and like I think Buffalo. I think back. Baltimore's defense is better than Buffalo's defense, so I do think that's Without a doubt. advantage for them too. So. Without a doubt. Now, uh, let's get into the whole Doug thing. I- I'm shocked that the radio's having a Doug day. I mean, let's not yeah, forget. The guy won a Super Bowl, a man. Super yeah, Bowl, but let's Andy. not forget, though. I mean, we're making him out to be a victim. The last three years, Doug pretty much sucked. I mean, he- he's-, he's probably been one of the worst coaches in the league Well, I besides think, I think the bottom feeder teams. I, I think that's I think, Yeah, I think that's a little strong. But regardless, like, who cares? He won us a Super Bowl. Like, the only head coach who's ever won us a Super Bowl, that alone deserves a day. I don't even care if he had nothing to do with it, which he clearly did have a lot to do with right. it. He still gets that day. Like, bottom uh, line business. I guess. I guess. But you know what's surprising, though? Everyone's saying, oh, you know, Doug's going to get hired right away. Doug ain't getting no job as a head coach. The other teams outside of Philadelphia – Kind of see what we've been seeing through these last couple of years. I mean, he may get an OC job, but I don't see Doug as a head coach. I mean, you look at Andy Reid. But Andy Reid had a job, what, the next day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Doug's After not got Andy Reid. I mean, but I, I look, I, I will say I am surprised about the lack of interest in Doug. Maybe the league really? does not. Yeah, well, the guy has been to the playoffs three of the last four years. He won the Super Bowl. Like, his resume is better than any anybody else is out there. With, yeah, but Elliot, let, let's be real, though. I mean, you, you look at a guy like John Gruden. He's won a Super Bowl, but I mean. Oh, he got a 10-year, $100 million deal. <laughs> and do you he think did. John Gruden is an a, a, a innovative NFL uh, great coach? But, but he did get but a 10-year. He got a $100 million contract. So yeah. you have to acknowledge I don't that know those Doug guys are be, in demand. I do think Doug can be successful as a head coach again. And I honestly, I think in a lot of ways, offensive coordinator job in Seattle is better than the head coach of the Texans or the Lions. I know it's not what? the same. No, come on, man. No, no OC job to, is better than any NFL head coach. Oh, I don't know about 32 that. 32 in the world, bro. Come I, on. I, so I see that point, and I, I get you, that. But, all right, what would you rather do, Coach Russell Wilson or go to that mess in Houston or go to that mess in Detroit? You know what? I'd, I'd rather – I'd rather go with Houston than Deshaun Watson. Any any coach wants to be at the ultimate level head coach. Yeah, I think that's fair. OC. I'm just saying so in that, terms of like That was a lifestyle. stupid comment you made. No, I, I, look, I, who, who knows? If I was in that position, who knows what I would do? I see your point. There's only 32 of them. But for to be offense coordinator for a winning organization, you could win right away. If he does good there, he could have a choice next year of basically almost any job if he goes to Seattle and does really well. So I think in a lot of ways it would be a smarter decision. But I do I, see the 30 – only there's only 32 of them. I get. I, I mean, I, I just think it's a wrap for Doug as a head coach. You look at he, – he was somewhat lucky to get this job here because he had Andy, Andy Reid vouching for oh, him. Oh, he was very lucky. To yeah, that's that. somewhat that, yeah. incredibly lucky. So that 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 that's over with as far as you know, coaches vouching for him, and and I think you know, like I said earlier, I think around the NFL, people kind of seen what he had. I mean, you know, he he came off like he's a big maverick, going for it all the time on fourth down. But you play for a tie against the Bengals, 
Come on, man. How, how can you sell that to, to yeah, fans? That's your one, players? one specific example, though. Yeah, I mean, more or, often than not, he was almost too aggressive rather than not aggressive. Or, or in, uh, you, you look at the last game. Come on, man. Take the field goal. What are you doing? Like but, certain situations where he tried to pump out his chest and think he was so tough, Maverick Doug, but you're getting chumped by Howie Roseman picking your roster on game day. Like, come on, man. To me, that just don't add up. Like, I get it. He did win a Super Bowl. But where's the accountability, man? Where, where's well, he, the credibility? He got fired. Well, he so got I, fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Andy, great call. There's some accountability there. I mean, yeah. I Look, I I can understand not being impressed with Doug after the last, particularly year, but the last couple years, whatever. But to imply that that he's a joke of head coaching candidate and he'll never get another job no matter what and all that is just flat out wrong. Like, I think, I don't know if he'll definitely get a head coaching job or not. Look, Brian Billick won a Super Bowl and never got another job. It does happen. If I had to bet, I would think at some point Doug will get a shot. You know, do you think the the inner busboy in me is why I prefer the coordinator versus the head coach? You know, like you're the waiter, you're the head coach. I'm like, I'll chill back here. Sure. Yeah. I think that could be a psychological thing. Do you, do you thing see my on. point a little though? Like Seattle, you could go there. I understand. You could rehab it. your image I a little. It. Like if he goes to They're a not bad good jobs. Co- like like let's say like the Lions or the Texans, like a bad situation, a bad job. And I Look think at the Chip. Texans thing is a little different because of Deshaun, but you're right. It's a perfect example of where if he fails at his next head coaching job, he is far less likely right. to ever get another head coaching job than if he went somewhere, was no seed, did a good job. Then got a a pick of the litter, yep. so to speak. I get it. I I don't agree, but I understand where you're coming from, and I don't think it's crazy. I just think the Seattle thing is like such a mismatch. I mean, all they want to do is run the ball. There. Well, who like, knows? Maybe Pete Carroll let him run his. Pete thing. Carroll I don't said know. at the end of the season, he's like, "I want to get back to running the ball more and running the ball better." That was his like quote. But who knows? He also, to be fair, Pete Carroll had a Doug Peterson moment where. He said at, after the season, Brian Schottenheimer's yep. coming back, and then he was gone a day we'll get later. Along. Plus, so, who knows? Maybe he could take over there mm-hmm. one day. I think it'd be a good job for Doug if he took that. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Bethlehem and talk to my good buddy, Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Something! Kenny! What up, man? What up? How you doing? Purveyors of fine spring water everywhere. <laughs> How's the new be- the, the new business venture going, guys? The new business venture. The, the, oh, the, the not real business venture. Yeah, our fake water line. It's, it's going good. We're, yeah! cr- we're crushing it. It's the most popular water in the world. Yeah. Kenny, it's great. I'm getting it right from the scoop <laughs> right here. Yeah. Yikes. What up? I'm, How you doing? I'm, I'm telling you right now, the Kenny shout out on the Go Birds beats the Super Bowl commercial as far as marketing exposure, <laughs> at least in Eastern PA. Yeah. Yeah. At least in a, in a small radius of uh, space. Yes. Extremely small. Okay, so I've got a point on Jalen Hurts, and and you guys know I don't like to talk about sports when I call because what fun would that be? All right, so Jalen Hurts. Now, obviously, I can't tell you what I think they should do, and obviously the resume of Hurts is undeniably superior. But what I can tell you is certain observations I have about Hurts. I think he's a dynamic player with the ability to seriously change the landscape of a game. But here's the thing. I, I, I think he's got a long way to go before he can get to the Russell Wilson level. Uh, the, you know, the thing is that, that Wilson uses his own running threat to set up the pass, mm-hmm. which is invaluable. And when it comes to Hurts, it's like he gets his reads, and if they're not there, he runs. And he doesn't use the run 
to set up the pass, and he can totally do that. And if he does that, I think he can be a, a, a game changer in the NFL. Uh, I, I 100% it's agree. A, I, Kenny, I think it's a I, good point. I think he has a brighter future than Carson does. Like, I think he fits more what you're looking for in a quarterback. Like, if, if we took the history of the two aside and you just put the two in front of me, I would say, yeah, I'd rather build around Jalen Hurts. He can be a threat on the ground. He is very good at throwing the ball. I know Six his numbers overall weren't great uh, passing, but it was his first four starts in the NFL. I thought the touchdown pass he had to Deshaun showed the type army as. The touchdown to Alshon against the Saints was, was very impressive. So I don't even think there's a comparison. And he carries himself a great way, in, in the right well, way. his teammates too. seem to really like yeah, him. It's early on. Guys like Carson early on, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think in terms of, like, take all the dynamics out of it. If I'm the Eagles, I want to build around him more than I want to build around Carson. Now, the draft's an interesting decision, but I think Jalen Hurts has a very attractive skill set. I I totally agree, and, and if he can just use that thing where he can, you know, approach the line of scrimmage, not with necessarily the 100% intent to run. Mm-hmm. And That's going to take time. Up, no, I'm with you. And, yeah, Kenny, I mean, you, Kenny, get, you get to that line of scrimmage, you bring those guys up, and then all of a sudden you've got that 55-yard pass. Kenny, I'm, great call. Love you, buddy, as always. Uh, yeah, I uh, look, I am I was very impressed. I know Hertz was not as good in the last two games as the first two games, but on on whole, considering the situation, the players he was with, uh, the what he stepped into, I was more yeah, it was impressed his first than four not. starts in the NFL. Look, like, you see a lot him. of guys step into a situation like that, and you're like, "Oh, that guy just doesn't have it." Like, yeah. that's just that guy's never going to be a NFL quarterback. You definitely didn't say that about. Jim he has Hurts. the he has something I think like close to an it factor where you saw it right away. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go. Robbie E. After that, it's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me tell you one last time. About the Parks Casino Sportsbook app, the defending champions, Kansas City, are a 9.5-point favorite hosting Cleveland. The over-under is 56 points. New Orleans is a 3-point favorite hosting Tampa Bay. Over-under is 51.5. Today, you got Green Bay minus 6.5 against L.A. Buffalo minus 3 against Baltimore. Get in on all the action. They've also got college hoops action, pro basketball, pro hockey, and more Bet online with the name you trust. The Park Cito Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. There's so many different ways to bet. Bet on more than just teams and scores. You can bet on player performances, passing yards, rushing yards, halftime scores. Who'll score first? You can bet on future things like league MVP, division champs, anything and everything with the Park Cito Sportsbook app. And here's the deal. New customers only. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS, G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See website for terms and conditions. Bet with the home team, Pennsylvania's home team sports betting app. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Final segment for us, the legend Robbie E. coming up after that. Let's get to... As many calls as we can before we get out of here. He was on the line before. He fell off. He's back. Larry and Ridley Park, how are you, sir? Also, it's always good to talk with both of you. Yeah, appreciate you calling in. How you doing? Listen, would you agree that if Jeffrey was going to promote John Dorsey, he would have done that on Monday? Would you agree or not agree? Yeah, I don't think they're going to promote John Dorsey. I mean, who knows? Maybe ultimately they give him a different title and they're focusing on head coaching now, but I don't think John Dorsey is going to take away any power from Howie. But but don't you think that would have been at least to relieve the fans? Yes, 100%. That basically there's another head in this bunch that has done it before. 
Yeah, although Lurie does not seem to be aware of how mad people are at Howie. He certainly didn't give give that across, at least in his, uh, the press conference he had when they fired Doug. But, yeah, I think from a PR standpoint, if they were going to do that and take some power away from Howie, the time to do it would have been when they announced the uh, Doug firing. And, and, again, you know, the thing about Deuce Staley, if basically other teams who were looking for OCs, why wasn't Deuce asked to come to another team if he was that good? See, I don't think I think all Deuce will be is a yes sir man, and that's all they're looking for is a yes sir man. How high do you want me to jump? Well, I, look, I I do know that Deuce has Larry, great call. Uh, Deuce is a, a guy that I don't think is a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. But to your point, when you come into a position with not a lot of power, you you know you can't demand certain things. Like Lincoln Riley would be able to demand certain things if. Uh, you know, if, if another head coach had had success in the league were to come here, they would be able to demand some things. Todd Bowles would probably be able to do so. I think that Deuce, because to to his first point, is not getting a lot of interest around the league, it would be tougher for him to do so. Let's go to Roxburgh and talk to Frankie. Yo, Frankie. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, first of all, I think, I, think that, I think they're going to trade Carson. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because how do we really know – that he didn't really want to be traded. He never, he never uh, denied it. Yep, he's been silent through all this. And and like and a, a point on Jalen Hurst. I th- I think yeah. The reason why, but let me go back to Carson. Um, when he would do his his uh, press conferences after the game, he 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 never sounded like he wanted to get better. He always like. Like gave a story up. Yeah, like, like I'm going to keep doing what I do. And, right. and Yeah, no, it's a fair point, Frankie. And like with Jalen, I think if he gets a full OTAs uh, and some and some preseason games, I think uh, because they said that about um, Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson didn't have uh, accuracy in his passing. And I think if Jalen gets a full year and he gets a good – and if they get a good coach to coach him up, I think he's going. I think he's going to be dynamic. Frankie, great call. Look, I I, I agree. Yeah, look, I, I if nothing else, what we saw from the small sample size this season was that there's something there. There's far more good than bad that you saw yeah. from Jalen Hurts, and I would remind people that Carson's rookie year was viewed as a success, rightfully so. But there were certainly down moments for him as well. Like you have to give these these players time to develop. Let's go to Glassboro, talk to the one, the only, BlackGritty.com. Oh, you guys everybody. you guys are too popular. I, I got, it's probably got to give you an extra half an hour. Um, <laughs> so let me say this. This organization is horrible, okay? So you're out here looking for a coach. Sure. I want to come work for a place I can win you a Super Bowl in two years, be fired. Great. I want to go to a place where people are snitching, Roseman snitching, Lori snitching, players are snitching, the coach is snitching, dry pillow talking to Brett Favre. Like, this is a place of destination. This is where somebody wants to be. Like, I don't think so. It looks bad. It's total trash, okay? And as far as, like, the whole Carson Wentz is changing the plays and back and forth with Doug, well, guess what? Those same plays that Hurt got seemed to not work in the second half when they couldn't score. Looked very similar mm-hmm. to when Carson Wentz was out there. So, yeah, you could say he threw a great pass. I could say Carson Wentz threw a great pass one time during the game. He came back against Arizona. I mean, well, But same. I just think you have to judge like, them differently because it's Jalen Hurts' fourth start and Carson's been doing it for five years. That's the point I, I'm making. I, I'm, I'm judging it on, well, the coach is gone now, so I don't have to worry about that part of it. But I still mm-hmm. got Roseman here who apparently blames the dog for making these picks. Like, I, the whole thing is just bad right now. 
and I'm tired of everybody running their mouth and snitching. We look soft, we look weak, and it's not attractive to a lady to come and <laughs> suit us when we out here doing all these things in the street. Well, everybody they're, they're finding that mouth. out for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> embarrassing. And guess what? Don't be out here tweeting all these insightful things and starting uh, uh, Twitter riots in the Eagle Nation. That's what I do, man. <laughs> everything you do, I can't. I, can't, I got a little bit of time <laughs> to talk about the things you do. Just when you tweet from now on, take five seconds and think about. No way, you're gonna do it anyway. No, I, was I was like, like, come on, man, that's not the way to do it. He's a Twitter. thought leader. I got He's a thought leader. Fun. I know. Love you guys. Nobody. Love you too, man. Well, love what, you too. what's interesting about what he said is, you know, listening why it's not an attractive job. The, the Eagles should never have gotten to this. Like, it's Philadelphia. It's a premier organization. It's a great sports town. Like, for this to not be an attractive job does speak to the mismanagement to get here because this isn't, you know, I don't want to make fun of any organization, but it's not, you know, it's not a lower-down organization. The Eagles shouldn't be having a hard time getting candidates, and it's uh, – it's crazy thing it's gotten to this point. Well, especially when they won the Super Bowl three years ago. Right. Like, we're on top of the football world three years ago. They sat on the steps of the art museum and said, new norm. Yeah. This is us. And to see how far it's fallen in this period of time is is stunning in a lot of ways, Elliot. I mean, again, just the fact that Doug's not here in and of itself less than three years from the day they won the Super Bowl is stunning. This whole downfall here of this group and this this situation has been precipitous and quick and and shocking yeah i remember after they won the super bowl i was in indianapolis for the nfl combine and all the head coaches and gms are there and when doug walked in the room like you could i wasn't even looking at the door i could like feel like a buzz happen right like people were like oh man that's doug peterson and then howie came in they were super bowl champions and to think that right then, like, so many head coaches would have swapped places with Doug. They could have coached the Eagles, all those things. And for it not to be like that anymore, I, you know, I, I feel like I've repeated it a bunch, but it, it's complete mismanagement for it to get to this point. So coming up next, Rob Ellis, thank you to every single person who called in. We couldn't get to everybody. We had so many calls. We got to everyone we could. Thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. Stay, Rob Ellis. I guarantee Going to be talking some Eagles. So if you hey, I think that's safe Rob, to say. Stay on the line. If we didn't get you, I apologize. We'll get you next week. Uh, quickly, before we get out of here, next week, Saturday, we will be right here at this exact time. Will the Eagles have a new head coach? No. I, I don't would, think so. I would say no as well. That's where I'm at. But predicting what this team does is impossible. Yeah, at the and, same I, time. and I can't wait to see what article comes out before our show next yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. Completely change you know, it's we Saturday morning, Sunday. perfect timing. That's what we do. Uh, thank you to Kevin Keenan, Moshe Kravitz, crushing it behind the glass. Again, if you're on the line, stay on. I'm sure Rob Ellis will be talking some Eagles as well. It's Rob Ellis up next. After that, Rams, Packers, right here on WIP. Don't go anywhere. For Elliot, I'm James. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, hey. We're still here. It's James Elliott. So a little miscommunication. No Rob Ellis. You're stuck with us for another hour. How about that? I believe Elliot's mic is not on. There it is. We're, we're a whole mess over here. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's the thing. I think that what we can all agree on is who will be head coach, who knows? What they, what they should do a quarterback, who knows? An extra Al Birds radio? That's what the people yeah, need right now. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Nothing wrong with it, of course, presented by Park Cazito and Sportsbook. And so. thanks for the callers that hung on. Yes, I'm loving the callers who hung on because now we get to talk to you. I felt horrible that we didn't get you in the time we have. Well, now we do. Let's continue the conversation, of course, talking Eagles coaching search, Carson Wentz, how he relates that again. For those who missed it, Mike Garofolo with a report out today saying that the Eagles are telling head coaching candidates, people they're interviewing, that they 
want to keep Carson Wentz. They want to fix Carson Wentz, and that that is a big part of the coaching search. So how do you feel about that? Because Ellie and I are not too psyched about it. Are you surprised about it? That's the question. Because I think we've had so much talk of – Will they attach themselves to Carson? Is this actually the route they're going to go? Some people have said, look, they're definitely not trading Carson. The money is too much. But if they're telling head coaching candidates, I think that one aspect you could look at is, is this getting out because they want to make teams think they're not trading him? But presumably, I, I, you know, I hate to play guess the source, but if Garofalo is saying they're telling candidates this, that seems to be coming from the candidates I or at least those agents. I guess it's from right? someone who's interviewed, yes. So they, they have no incentive to hype up the Carson Wentz no. trade. But no. you know, who knows? Maybe a candidate went thinking he'd have more of a say, heard that Carson was the guy, and let people know, like, whoa, they're really going to do this. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's an interesting situation, to say the least, and not one we saw coming. I certainly, I thought that after how it all went down, regardless of what happened with Doug, and of course we all thought Doug was actually coming back when the season ended. Things change quickly after, around yes, here. Yes, they do. But even in light of all that, it just, it felt like to me there was just too much, too much baggage. It was too far gone, the relationship that, it would be better for everybody, for Carson and for the yeah. Eagles, to, to move forward separately and change the scenery and all that type of stuff. And um, well, here, here's it might a question. not be that way. <laughs> so, obviously, the Eagles have Carson under contract. They control where he will play next year. But I've also said that, and we see it in all the, all the leagues, honestly, if a player wants out, he finds his way out. I mean, very rarely do teams make a player stay that does not want to be there, especially at such a critical position like quarterback. If the Eagles are committed to keeping Carson, but Carson keeps up that he doesn't want to be here, like, what do they do? Do you force Carson out? Do you keep him? I mean, it just it puts him in a tough situation because, you know, you don't want your franchise guy to come in here, especially when he's already having locker room problems with the, the mindset of this guy got the coach fired, doesn't want to be here, and now he's leading the huddle. Like, that's not an ideal situation. 215-592-9494. It's a bonus hour. Oh, Go Birds Radio, get in, let's chat. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Dave in Bristol. Hey, Dave. Hey, how's it going? What up, man? Did, Thanks for calling in. Yeah, did I just hear a couple minutes ago that Doug Peterson, that they're having a Doug Peterson day? Yes. Yep. I mean, are, I mean, are you kidding me? Well, the guy he won a Super Bowl. What, what's the problem with it? All right, the guy brought us a Super Bowl after Carson won 11-2, and, and after he tore up his knee... Nick Foles, the invincible quarterback, comes in. And and the whole thing was a miracle. Come on, they beat Brady after he threw 505 yards. Now, I understand they won the game. I understand that. Well, you're, I, you're downplaying it a little. You're saying, I understand they won the Super Bowl as if that's not the, Super Bowl. the they best accomplishment in the history Tom of the city. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Like, what? I, I, you can't underrate that. No, I mean, you're, you're right. You're right. Listen, you're right about that. I'm, I mean, I'm not an idiot. You're right about that. I'm just having a hard time where they're ha- – I mean, is it, uh, you know, uh, the Sixers win the championship? Are we going to have a <laughs> a day? Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever you're going to say, the, the answer point. is look, yes. Look, I'm 39 years old, and I've seen two championships in my lifetime. The Phillies won one and the Eagles won one. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to honor and celebrate any of those dudes who can actually bring me one for sure. Can I can I just say this lastly? Sure. Carson Wentz, he needs to keep his mouth shut. And pray well, he God. is, actually, which is the crazy thing. Thanks for the call. The problem is he is keeping his mouth shut. He still hasn't said a word since the end of the season. No post, you know, season press Nothing about Doug. No tweet about Doug. Not even a tweet. Like, thanks, Doug. Like, nothing. Right. Like, yeah, his silence has been... 
has been louder than than not being. And silent. it's clearly That's intentional, right? Well, I mean, of course, and, he, he has access to Twitter and Instagram, yeah. and whatever. He and can I absolutely I, do that. If he look, wants to. I would love if he spoke to the media. I get why he doesn't want to. When he tore his ACL in 2017, I'm pretty sure his first message was on Instagram, right? When, uh, you know, when multiple things have happened throughout his career, he's always gone to Twitter yeah. first. And I think that this would have been a chance. Look, all you got to do is tweet out, I'd love to be here. Fly Eagles fly. Yep. Yep. Love Philly. Been here for forever. We'll get this thing turned around. Just one around. thing. Yeah, yeah. One positive I, thing about being in Philly. Or so whatever. I think that, you know, it just backs up that these reports are true. He doesn't want to be here. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Like, this is not an anti-Carson thing. Carson should want out of Philadelphia. He should not want to be here. Okay. So let's take that supposition that Carson does want out. From his actions, whatever. And again, we don't know everything, but it does seem, and certainly with the leaks of, of wanting a trade and mm-hmm. all that, with that in mind, the idea that Carson doesn't want to be here, why do you think the Eagles, and I know with the salary cap and the money and the contract, but why would the Eagles, they have to know, right? Like, they have to have an idea of where yeah. Carson's head is at. Why are they pushing to keep him then? Maybe they think he'll change his mind. That's really it, right? I mean, that's, I, I, the, that's I, I, the only reason. Again, unless, unless they're going to trade him anyway. Right. I mean, you could be telling coaches one thing and maybe the whole story isn't out there. This is just one report, again, from a phenomenal reporter, but it is just one report. So who knows? Like, I won't believe Carson's going to be here until I see him in training camp come August. And even then, who knows? They traded Sam Bradford during training camp. So uh, if they have a quarterback competition and Wentz loses it, maybe he's traded then. I don't know. But I I just I know they know what's going on. And if they force him to come back here, it's just a complete. It's a it's a mistake. We saw what the quarterback controversy can do. The Eagles talk about how much they've benefited from backup quarterbacks. They're also a team that over the last few years has been one of the biggest detriments has been the quarterback backup quarterback position and all the all the drama it's caused, right? I mean, all we've talked about since that Super Bowl is a backup quarterback yeah, position. You're Nick so Foles, right. Jalen Hurts, Carson. So right. It's a dominant conversation. How many other teams have this much backup quarterback talk in like the last 10 years combined? Yeah. It's insane. And so they really need to move on from you know, whether it be Carson or Jalen, just pick a starter, get him a boring backup, and if the, if he if he gets hurt, then guess what? That's fine. You you won four games this year, and you had two, right? So I, they really need to pick a guy and just move forward with him. Let's go to Philadelphia and talk to Drew. Hey, Drew. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, what's going on? You guys are doing a great job. I'm 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 on record as I'm saying I'm glad they gave you the extra hour. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank, Thank you. you. So we'll make sure our boss you. knows. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what I think. In terms of this whole coaching search, let me just tell you my opinion of what I think the dilemma is. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a head coach for, for your team, you know, you're looking for a leader that, that, that the, obviously the players are going to follow. He's, he's going to be someone who believes in himself and has a vision about how to implement his plan. Now, if you have those traits, are you going anywhere near this three-ring circus of a front office where, where, where the coach – where, where the GM hires assistants for you and tells you who to start. And not to mention, like, you know, all the issues we've obviously had with drafting and talent acquisition. Mm-hmm. This is just not an appealing spot for the type of person that I would want to hire as a coach. You're going to end up with some yes man um, who's going to, you know, do what he's told. And I don't think that's the recipe for success. Well, it wasn't with Doug. I mean, they had the one year, obviously. Yeah. And they, look, I think making the playoffs is still uh, impressive, no matter what the division. But 
you're, you're right. I, look, if you're picking from second-tier candidates, maybe you're going to be correct. Maybe things work out. But ultimately, if you continue to pick from those guys, it's not going to go well. There's a reason these candidates are considered the top well, candidates. And that's why it was so silly when Lori said that in his press conference. It will where take like, forever. We, we don't mind being first or last, Dyer Coach. Like, well, if you're last, that means that six other high-end guys have gone off the board. And, yep. and maybe one of those guys was the guy you should have hired, you know? Yeah. Now, I do think there's an aspect of the job where it's Philadelphia, it's a major market, like all those things are attractive. And I think the city itself is a bonus, right? People, there are human aspects to this, but you're absolutely correct that in terms of the quarterback position, the general manager, the roster, the salary cap, like there's not an act, a lot of football reasons to come here. And unless you think the division's terrible, which it is. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's like what, you know, I keep hearing this word, Lurie, about collaborative efforts. I, I mean, from what I can glean, collaboration to them means hiring people and then not trusting them to do their job. Yeah, collaboration is like listen to us and do what we tell you is collaboration. It's allowing him to collaborate. Drew, great call. Call more often, man. That was a good call. Uh, Yeah, look, I, I... That's the biggest concern with this whole situation right now with the the head coaching search is the idea, are they going to hire someone who's going to be the best head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles? Are they going to hire someone who's going to be the best head coach for Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman to control? Mm -hmm. That's the concern. Yeah, and it's not the same thing. Right. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah, definitively not. Yeah. And then there's the, there's the Carson aspect as well. So it's, it's a complicated hire. It's like, it's like it's, we talked about this before they fired Doug, that the situation's not cut and dry. And that's almost more that's like the Jets. Right. The Jets knew Adam Gase was a problem. Like fire him, hire someone new. Let's see what happens. The Eagles, it wasn't as clear who the problem was. Like, I get that Doug was four and 11. I think firing Doug is defendable as much as I wouldn't have done it. But we don't know if Doug was the problem. Like, it could be Howie. It could be Carson. It could be Lurie. And those guys look like they're still going to be here. Yeah, and it could be a combination of all of it. Let's go to Morristown and talk to Ray. Hey, Ray, how you doing, brother? Guys, I love you. I've been waiting forever to talk to you. The best show on WIP of my 23-year call, and I'm telling you, that's the truth. Oh, oh thanks, oh, man. That's far too nice. kind. Thank you. You man. know what? So, you know, this is what I want to say, guys, because I've been listening to this thing. Uh, I've been trying to get a hold of the, the you guys for, for over a week, and it, it's crazy. I've been listening to a lot of the, the callers calling in and even some of your colleagues there at WIP. Mm-hmm. And I can say this because I've been calling this radio station for, for over 20 years, and I've gotten into it with everybody, so it's nothing new. There we go. It's not going to be anything new today. I don't know if you're going to disagree with what I'm well, saying. I, I, mean, I would love to have a good debate. So let's Well, let, let's talk about it. You know, my thing is with Jalen Hurts, I hear a lot of people just – Oh, you know, what has he done to show you that he's the guy? What, listen, and, and I have to take exception to, to the king of football, Ray Didinger and Glenn, who, you know, like I said, we've been uh, – back when I first came out of college, I went to Ray and gave him my resume when he was over at uh, NFL Films. So he knows me. So we can mm-hmm. talk about this anytime. But, I, but I'm very critical. My thing is you can't say that this guy is not the guy after a small – Sample size. That is just so unfair to Jalen Hurts. 100% agree with you. Three or four games uh, that he's not the guy. The guy came in his first uh, game and threw a touchdown pass. I mean, uh, the team automatically responded to him. They don't want to play for Carson. And I think that's something Jeff Lurie needs to understand is that this team uh, has turned against Carson. You don't hear all this bile coming out against the head coach. It's coming out against the quarterback. So – to tell these guys in an interview that you, you want Carson, I don't understand. I think that's the worst thing uh, that, that Jeff Laurie could do if he's interested in really salvaging his franchise. You don't bring this guy back. Obviously, Carson, you, you've seen five years of Carson. You've only seen a couple of games of Jalen. I think he has proven that at least he's 
uh, something that you could work with. He hasn't shown you that he's not something that you can work with. But Carson, you've seen, he has regressed. Folks, I hear people say week in, show in and show out that Carson had one bad. No, he hasn't. Yep, Carson right. was a turnover machine in 2017. He let Hart in 2018, and you saw what happened last year. So this has been a, a, a ship that has been sinking slowly, and Doug's to blame too. I would not have fired Doug. I don't think ultimately he's the, the ultimate problem, but Doug has culpability well, what's, also because he hasn't had is, the team what, going backwards for three seasons. What's interesting is, uh, you know, we debated. Call, Ray, as yeah, great call, great points. You know, you say this caller say you listen to the station all the time. Obviously, we do as well. All all season there was debate of like, is it Doug? Is it the offensive line? Is it the receivers? Like all these different things. Well, it's interesting that in this article from McLean today, he says someone along the offensive line went to, I believe it was a general manager, if, I, if I'm correct, or, or a coach or somebody, and said, look, you got to go to Hertz because this guy Carson is making us look bad, right? And so, you know, th- I started the show by saying this, and I'll say it again. It's hard to evaluate these people when the quarterback is playing so poorly. I don't, I don't think Press Taylor is a good, a good coach. But, you know, maybe with a better quarterback, he'd look better. I don't think that, uh, you know, some of these offensive linemen are very good. But with a better with Jalen in there, they looked better. So I think all year we tried to figure out what the reasoning was. This article today says that a lot of people in the NovaCare feel that Carson's the reason. They might be wrong, but they feel he's the reason. Which, of course, creates a whole locker room yes, question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, interesting. We got some news. Always. That's why they kept us here another uh, hour. Exactly. So we could react to this. A, a new name added to the head coaching mix. As multiple people have tweeted out, I'm reading from Adam Schefter. Eagles submitted a permission slip Saturday morning to interview Patriots offensive coordinator Ooh. Josh McDaniels for their head coaching job. Elliot, first take. What do you think? I don't like it. That's my initial take. Now, you know, I guess he's. He's had success in New England, clearly. You know, won Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Um, I think the offense looking so poor last year is partly due – not in, sorry, last year. I guess they were bad in 2020 as well. I was thinking more 2019. But um, the offense the last two years not being great is not encouraging. Now, you could point to quarterback play, but Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and played really well. Cam Newton started off good, but overall was not a success. Um, and – I just don't like it. I really, that's just my gut reaction. I feel like when you look at McDaniels, he backed out of the Colts job, mm-hmm. right? I know he's been with Belichick a long time, but Belichick's coaching tree is not exactly an impressive one. Um, yeah, I, I would not be excited by this hire. I understand it. It's an offensive mind. It's somewhat proven. It's someone that's been sought after. But that would be my initial reaction is I would rather have Joe Brady. I'd rather, honestly, have Kellen Moore maybe. I mean, Ooh, I wouldn't. Okay, well, so, we can disagree yeah, on that. Yeah, I'm a bit but... on the other side of this. Okay. Uh, look, I agree. I don't, I don't love Josh McDaniels as, a, as the guy of what we've heard and all the, the thing. Look, though it would be super ironic if the reason Frank Wright goes yes, to India is because he leaves there circle. and all comes full circle, comes back to replace Doug. But um, no matter what you want to say about him, McDaniels is clearly a great offensive mind. I mean, everyone who's talked about the guy, it speaks very highly. Is he, of- is he though? I, like, I get your point about people have said it, So, and I don't watch Patriots tape, but like their offense has not been good the last two years. Well, I mean, they had a, you know— a- Okay, what's, what's he stepping into a? I mean, at least with Joe, had a Bra- lot of issues last year on from a roster perspective and all that. But I mean, look, he's had a lot of success. You can't say that Josh McDaniels has not had a lot of success. Well, yeah, but anyone that's Belichick's played with Tom Brady has had a lot guy. of success. Yeah, but I, I think you're underrating at least certainly from what you hear about people talk about McDaniels and, and his offense in mind. Regardless, I do think from the perspective of 
if they hire Josh McDaniels, he is not coming in here and and letting them push him around. Like Josh McDaniels had enough offers, enough opportunities. Yep. He's been around Belichick. Like Josh McDaniels is not coming here to let Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie tell him what to do. But I just so think- from that perspective, if I want a coach who's going to push back on these two guys running my franchise, who I think are a problem right now. I think Josh McDaniels would be the kind of head coach who would. Oh, so I disagree. Uh, I think that, and again, we don't know Josh, right? I don't, I don't cover the Patriots. I don't have a relationship with him. Who knows? He does not, to me, to your point, he's going to come in and want power. And yes, maybe they'll give it to him. But doesn't the combination of Josh McDaniel and Howie Roseman just feel like a combustible one? Yeah, but if, okay, it, get, well, if it gets rid of Howie for me, bring in Josh. He's not going to get rid of Howie. He wins a Chip Kelly-like power struggle, and Howie's gone. Let's go. Howie wasn't gone even then, really. I, I, get, know. I know he was, I know. but um, I, do, I do not like the idea of Josh McDaniels. That's interesting. I, I think that the whole taking the Colts job and leaving rubbed me the wrong I way. The like fact that he stayed there he, for so long. Yeah. I just... There's just a lot there where I'm not I'm not impressed. Yeah, I again I'm not I'm not saying it would be my top choice. Like I I'm not all in on Josh McDaniels, but I'm I definitely don't hate it the way. Where you would do. you put it roughly in your your rankings? Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Lincoln Riley. I would Joe Brady. I I don't know. It's in that Joe Brady range. I probably would rather have Joe Brady just because I really like that guy. But I I don't know if he at 31 has the gravitas or whatever to mm-hmm. step in front of a, a room of Mike guys Kafka. And, yeah, I would definitely have. I would. Have. I would almost take Mike Kafka over. Oh, McDaniels. I would. I'd rather I am McDaniel. So out on McDaniel. Wow, this is interesting. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's see what people have to say. Uh, Josh McDaniel's added to the list. Let's go to Carney's point and talk to Justin. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm all right, I guess. Uh, luckily, the other, you know, half of Philly sports are, are looking at least positive yes, right now. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Go Flyers. Go Sixers. Well said. Yep. Yeah, at least we got that, right? Um, re- re- really quick, sorry. Also, some more news. They they're requested permission to interview Eric Bieniemy as well. Okay. So two new go. names uh, added. But continue. I, I was waiting for, for that to at least come out. I mean, I was surprised that, that we haven't been uh, connected to, to him yet. Um, real quick, the McDaniels thing, um, it's, it's a little intriguing. Um, I'm more on board with um, you guys, or, or one of you said, I just like – I mean, obviously he's a talented offensive mind, but I do like the fact that he would come in and basically, you know, have to assume a lot of power. And I think we need somebody that's going to at least take some of the decision-making out of Howie Roseman's hands. Um, but I don't think I, he's going to do it. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, <clears throat> we don't know 100%, but – it doesn't seem like Lori's going to be looking for a guy like that, which, in my opinion, is Brian Dable, from what I've read and, and found out about him, he's that type of coach. Mm-hmm. McDaniels, um, some said Lincoln Riley as well. Um, I don't know about Brady. I mean, he's so young, it's hard to imagine that he would come in with that gravitas. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's my – I mean, Brian Dable's my number one choice. I just don't think, unfortunately, we're going to get him. Yeah, it looks like he's going to the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, is it okay? It's yeah. not locked it's in, not locked but in, that's but... where the yeah. tea leaves are are kind of leading. Yeah. Well, then if that happens, then to me, it's uh, Brady or Kellen Moore is uh, are, are my Kellen Moore. Yeah, I, I don't get the uh, and great call by the way. Yeah, but... Justin, as always, James, I don't get your Kellen Moore hate. Like, wow. what do you like about Joe Brady that you don't like about Kellen Moore? 
Uh, so obviously he's a cowboy in Dallas. All right. Well, you got to move past that. <laughs> Look, I just haven't been impressed. I, like he's got a they lot the of number talent. one offense in the league he has last so year. So much talent in that offense. Like, okay. Well, they brought it to number one in the league. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't watch. Wasn't that like they were tenth in there. Like, wow, what a what a what a offensive scheme this is. Like, I've just never watched it and been super impressed by what Kellen Moore is doing. But his resume says that it's impressive. Like he he has a more impressive resume than Joe Brady does. Sure, he does. Yeah. But, but he's older. He's been in the NFL longer. He's I a like quarterback Joe Brady's guy. offense better. What I see Joe Brady do from a scheme perspective, yeah. I'm more impressed with what Joe Brady does than what Kellen Moore does. Like I just have never been that impressed with Kellen Moore. He doesn't. And regardless, doesn't feel like the you know kind of leader of men type of thing. But that's a well. Yeah, don't, we to, don't know yeah. him. We don't know him. But I I personally the Kellen Moore one did not hit me hard. You seem a lot more excited about that. I I, I just think his. Look, yeah, I guess you ignore the Cowboy thing, right? But I think his resume is way more impressive than people are giving credit to when you're comparing it to, like, Mike Kafka, Joe Brady, Deuce Staley. Like, he has a better resume than those people. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand? Josh McDaniels, Eric Bieniemy added to the Eagles search. Uh, Bo Wolf, by the way, it looks like the first person to break that. Josh oh, was McDaniels it? Okay. News. Shout out to Bo. Interesting um, thing about Bo, he's the one that brought up a good point. Jeffrey Lurie called Josh McDaniels Josh in his press conference. That's interesting. Yeah, like like first like name he basis. Knows him. Didn't say McDaniel's. He was like Josh. Just putting that out there. An interesting name. Interesting. First look, name basis. If, if they are going Carson Wentz, like McDaniel's is that type of you know reputation. Somebody you would bring in to work with a quarterback to build someone back up. It's interesting. I think. Oh, McDaniel's Wentz. Interesting stuff here. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Bonus hour of Go Birds Radio. We're here with you until. Four o'clock, get on the line. We'll continue to take your calls to tell you to James. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Mark Cassino and Sportsbook. An extra hour, a bonus hour. And some bonus news, too. Yeah, so I mean, we, we just got... heard about Josh McDaniels. It looks like you got something else in there earlier. Well, so this is just a little note. I know okay. you're a little more in on McDaniels. I'll be interested to see how you hear about that, how you feel about this. So, um, McDaniels, obviously, when you're head coach and candidate, you talk about who you'll bring along on your staff, right? Offensive sure. coordinator, defensive When you get to choose your own staff. Yeah, when course. you get to choose yeah, them, that's true. It's a qualifier. But here's a, I guess there was an article about potentially. Um, McDaniels, if he were to go to Houston, who who his coordinators could be? Do you want to guess who his two coordinators well, would be? Gerard Mayo, maybe, considering they're, they've been up there. I'll and... give you a hint. Think of the two worst possible names you could think of. Matt Matt Patricia. That's one of them. <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. And now offense, think of the wor- other worst one you could think of. Uh, well, Bill O'Brien already went to Alabama. Adam Gase. Yep. Oh, God, I nailed those. you serious? Dude, that was good. Can you imagine a trio of um, McDaniels, Gase, and Patricia here? Oh, no. I can't. That does you, let's, How are you still feeling about McDaniels after that potential? <laughs> Kellen Moore sounding a little better. Mike Kafka, the young the young offensive genius. You couldn't even sell that one. You're like, Mike Kafka. Uh, yeah. uh, I, would, I would. What a mess. The Eagles are a mess. I would almost hire... I would I would bring Chip Kelly back before oh, I before I would bring Josh McDaniels, stop. Adam Gase, and Matt Patricia to that building. Stop. I hundred percent would. For, you guys keep talking about uh, the Josh McDaniels news. The Eric Bieniemy news is bigger that they're even requesting because he no, didn't. matters too. Yeah, yeah. like he's McDaniel's just a more. It yeah, upsets much, me more. Yeah, Bieniemy <laughs> is exciting. Sure. Yeah, Bieniemy would be good. Hire Bieniemy. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. No, this is uh, man, never boring. Never boring. Two one five five nine two ninety four. Adam Gase and Matt Patricia. Come Co- on. I mean, geez, that is like yeah. we, we've spent the first. Well, we spent months talking about it, but we spent the first two hours of the show talking about dysfunction. Does anything scream dysfunction? Oh my god! Like a room, a decision making room of it's, Howie Roseman, Josh McDaniels, it's Matt Patricia, it's and Adam Gase. No, it's hard to believe. I mean, that I'm with you. That that sounds like a 
a horror show. Just, I mean, the Patricia when he gets fired in Detroit, like the entire team is out. Not on to mention Twitter Darius like, Slay. This guy was the worst ever. We hated right. him so much. Darius like, Slay was there, came here, oh, has great been point. clear yeah. about his <laughs> and hated dislike. Him. I now Adam Gase thing is is first of all devastating is the right word, but <laughs> but interesting in a way that he did interview here in 2016. Yeah, they liked and him. They wanted to give. They him They wanted job. him. He did not want here. Man. So look, he's not in a position of power like he was before. Um, but <sighs> oof. Buddy, let's go to the phone. <laughs> See what people have to say. Let's go to Bristol and talk to Matt. Hey, Matt. Maddie. Put Matt back on hold. Was that Matt Patricia? Let's on his go. Way to, yeah, uh, might have yeah. been. Let's go to another Matt. Matt and Mayfair. He'll be there. What up, Matt? Jimmy Elliott, how you guys doing? What's going on, man? How you doing? I- I'm doing well. So, Jim, really, you only saw two championships the entire life? Well, yeah, I'm 39 years old. I mean, technically, I was alive for the Sixers in 83, but I was a year and a half old, so I, I don't count it. So I can't count the two cups in 73, 74 when I was one and two? No, nah, I, I don't think that's those. like me. You can count 83, but I don't know. It feels, <laughs> feels like a stretch. All right, guys, I got a candidate for you, and I want you to tell me what you think, okay? All right. Think about this and how much it's, it makes sense. My candidate for the new head coach is Howie Roseman. <laughs> All right? He might be let, the let de facto. Him call the plays. Yeah. Right. He's been doing the job for the last five years, apparently, right? Yeah. I mean, parts of it, yeah, it seems. I mean, he, he would have to reap what he sowed, I guess, with the drafting at that point, too. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, like, what would you guys do, honestly, if Lauren sat there one day, had a press conference, naming Howie the head coach and himself as the GM? What would Look, you guys do? Well, I saw Juan Castillo become defensive it's coordinator. True. So, you know, I think anything is certainly possible. But uh, I don't think it's going to be Howie. I'd rather have Howie than Josh McDaniels, I'll tell you that much. I wouldn't, but. It's a mess, guys. It's a mess on the floor. Up. One question about the uh, – uh, no, I guess one more question about the birds. Carson Wentz, right? Mm-hmm. Either way we go forward with all this, honestly, guys, why, cannot, why can't we not separate ourselves and see – the handwriting on the wall that this guy is not an elite quarterback, and he's really bur- burdening on not even being a good quarterback. Why can't we just? Well, I think admit some people do see it. I mean, you're talking to one person who has who has certainly seen it, and James, I think, has come along Coming as well. Around. But look, I think with Carson, there's a component. Well, we're all here in 2017. You talked about how you want to count championships from when you were one and two. I think that the excitement of 2017, seeing what he could be. And look, the Eagles are the top dog in this town. The quarterback's the biggest position. I mean, in 2017, I thought Carson was going to be the best quarterback in franchise history. That's how talented he looked. And I think it's hard for people to accept that that's not who he is anymore. It's and hard it, to let go. Yeah, it's 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 I, devastating. I mean, he looked like he we're it looked like we we're going to see the. I was saying we had our, our Tom yeah. Brady. Like this guy's our Tom Brady. So I think it's and, hard. It's hard to accept that that does not yeah. look where it's heading. And you know, fair enough. I felt the same way in 17. But you know what? By the end of 18. I came around and started thinking a different way. Yeah, I think, and Matt, great call. I just think it takes people time. And and I, I think also there were enough flashes with Wentz, too. I mean, like the four-game stretch just last year. And I know you could bring up the competition, this and that, whatever. But, like, even Elliott was, was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and the 2019. He looked awesome in those games. And he really put the team on his back and made some big-time plays. I thought it was more drives. impressive than 2017 yeah. in some ways because he got them to the playoffs. Like, he didn't, you know, get hurt at the end of the year. He did get the concussion, but that was... In the playoffs, yeah, yeah, in the playoffs, right. But no, I, I, I think you're. There's a lot of of truth to that. Let's uh, go back to Bristol, Matt. You there? Whoa. Yes, sir. Sorry hey, about that, guys. No worries, man. What's on your mind, brother? So, so a couple things. I'm going to rapid fire before I get to my point. Um, let's 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 not forget 
some of the, you know, the high-end coaches, the high-end prospects. The one that we did get was Chip Kelly. He was horrible. Yep. The guys that we didn't want were some of the most successful in Andy Reid, and Doug, Doug Peterson. Yeah, sure. And let's not forget Vermeil. Yeah. Came out of college. He was yeah. an unknown. You're right. So let's, you know, let's not look at pedigree. Let's look at a guy that fits the vision. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys talked about Hurts. You talked about Wentz. The reason Doug's gone is because they want Wentz, and that's the way it is. And I don't think Doug wanted Wentz. I don't think – and I, I talked to you about it, James. I never got on with the other guys. Mm-hmm. I think Doug wanted to go with Foles. I think there was a battle there. I think Doug lost. And I think Doug – once again said that he wanted to move away from Wentz. And I think a lot of Wentz's problems are stemming from that. There was a rift, and I think that was where the rift started. I mean, you can't you can't look at it and say, you know, yeah, may, maybe Carson Wentz has had a bad year this year and had a half a bad year last year, but his rookie year, he came on at the end of the season, injury, you know, injuries aside, then he had an MVP-type season in the Super Bowl year. So when you're looking at body of work, opinion decide, I can understand why the Eagles yeah, want to go with Wentz. so long ago, though. I mean, you're talking about play that happened since then. He's that, it's suffered not a, long ago. Well, Last is, year he had a half a good year, and they made the playoffs. They won a division. Right, no, not that long was, ago. That, that was, but I'm saying the rookie year in 2017. The 2019, you're right, was not was not as long ago. Right. But he's not, been, he, he's not been anywhere close to the same guy. Even, even the year before – he wasn't. I mean, look. Let's let's be let's, let's let's just look at it as a body as a as a body of work. There's a reason the Eagles want to go with Carson Wentz. Aside from the contract, that you know you you have seen more from Carson Wentz to know that there is still a very high upside to Carson. But you've Wentz also seen state. a lot from him to show you that that upside might not be there, right? I mean, the most recent play has shown that, and I also think that for what it's worth, there is something to be said for the fact that their record with him is like. 35 and 33. Well, I mean, that's a long track record look, of being you, a 500 yeah, quarterback. You're taking, you're taking 35 and 33, taking into account last year. When you brought Why up wouldn't I? how the – because the offensive line had 14 different combinations. You said – But the offensive line still Elliot, played better than the Elliot, quarterback. No, that wasn't even the same offensive line. He never played with that combination, so you can't say that. The offensive line played better than the quarterback last year. That offensive line was Period. a joke. The I mean, offensive was, line, Carson was horrible. The offensive though, line finished fifteenth like, in pass blocking. Look, I, I, as everyone knows who listened to this show, has been a staunch Carson Wentz supporter, defender. Like, at a certain point, you have to look in the mirror and say, "What am I? What am I doing here?" If you, you want know? to point to the whole body over a five-year stretch, look, I would That's not double discussion. down on it. But to say that last year, like. We, we saw it. The second Jalen Hurts went in there, the offensive line played better. I know after f- over four games, things regressed a little, but that's going to happen. I mean, he's a rookie. So I, I just think this this idea that, look, it's clear. Like, Carson was the problem last year. I, I don't think double downing on doubling down on him is a good idea. Paul in downtown. Hey, buddy. What's up, Paul? Hey, what's up, Jim? Look at you working overtime the same week. Uh, I know, right? Look at this. Sure. Yeah, jo- yeah, Joe shows up late. I stay extra. That's the hero of the week. Man. Yeah. I, think, I think Monday it's uh, it's going to be you and Richie, and you got to put Joe behind the booth. <laughs> it's the best idea I've heard yet. should have made punishment. Joe come in to do this hour. That could have yeah. been his punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this is, some of the stuff that I really don't like is that, uh, you know, if the leaks are accurate, it really takes a, a, a bleak and ugly picture, uh, you know, of all the dysfunction that's going on and you can see how it's even affecting their current search for a head coach because basically 
you know, what you can infer if all these leaks are true mm-hmm. is that Doug and Carson, you know, really didn't get along, didn't want to continue a, pro- a professional relationship. You can infer that Carson's play coupled with his contract meant that there weren't any reasonable suitors for him with the behind the scenes conversations in terms of, you know, what the Eagles were going to get back. The Eagles must not have been happy with, with the return offers they were hearing, you know, because Carson clearly did want to leave. If you believe that, you have to believe that the Eagles were trying to move him behind the scenes and they were going to keep Doug and they were okay with that plan until they realized, you know, here in the last couple of weeks that there wasn't a landing spot for Carson that where they could, what they were going to get in return was acceptable. And now they're stuck with a quarterback that doesn't want to be here, a coach that doesn't want to work with them and they can't make it work. They can't. And Doug's not going to bow again. And the only out that they have is to start fresh with a new quarterback. And the whole thing's disgusting because it's all Howie's fault. There's no way of getting away from it. Well, you Lurie, I, mean? I think Lurie deserves yeah, blame Lurie as well. Yeah, Lurie too. I agree. I well, yeah, I mean, put Lurie in the crosshairs. Yeah, now. outside of the absolutely, owner, absolutely, because yeah. he's the head of the ship. Yeah, and he but enables Howie. Like, he's who, the one who, who, who puts the match to the gas. No, I know. You know but what he's I mean? the one who keeps supporting Howie despite the the clear bad drafts, despite the failures, despite the dysfunction, despite all these things. Like Jeffrey Lurie knows. Well, he's also Lurie knows. Lurie knows that he shouldn't be as involved as he is because you can tell that by when he was asked about it on the record, he said. You know, I let my guys yes. do my job. So he knows he that knows it's not that what people want to hear. Him coming out and saying, yeah, I'm super involved would not go over well. So I think he knows he shouldn't do it. But look, I, like I said at the top of the show, it comes down to trust. I don't think he trusted Doug. I, I think he trusts Howie. But with Howie, Howie, you know, does what, what honestly what a lot of good employees would do. Like you do what your boss says to a certain extent. I can't hate on Howie too much for that. But Lurie does need to put people around him that will, will stand up and kind of say, look, I, I know you like this guy, but this is who we're taking. That's what Jeff has to understand from an organizational standpoint. He's got this guy so embedded with him that his blind spot, I mean, he, he basically is comparable to Nero. His organization is burning around him. He's playing his violin, and he doesn't see it because his cherished son, you know, can't be accountable or can't be at fault for any of this. And so he's rationalizing things that don't make any sense at and, all to the and rest yeah, of the Paul, world. Paul, it, great call. I think blind spot's a great word for it. Well, and also admitting that Howie's not doing a good job is admitting that you're not. Because if he's if he's the one helping Howie make all these decisions, firing him is really admitting, look, we have not done a good job. And I don't think that's something anybody wants to admit. Certainly not and it's someone hard, that's it's the hard boss of a company. The, yeah, it's hard to admit those things. All right, 215-592-9494. We got one more segment to go. We'll continue to take your calls after that. Packers, Rams, right here on WIP. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. Don't go anywhere. It is the power hour, the extra hour, the bonus hour. Mega Go Birds over here. Go Birds Radio presented by Parks. At least they give us a lot to talk about. Yeah. Hey, and at least we had callers stay with us and hang and... You know, I'm I'm over here still reeling about this Matt Patricia Adam Gates. Well, that's thing. the thing. Like, Look, I, I can't recover from that thought. Even I'm always excited to be on the air. The fact that it's good for my health that I was on the air when we all could deal with <laughs> together the fact that Adam Gates, Matt Patricia, session, yeah. and Josh McDaniels might be the three coaches uh, they bring out. I mean, you want like the combustible situation? Oh that is, God. oh boy. Oh, I, we'll see if that's boy. what happens. And to be clear, the report is they're interested in McDaniels and that another report was that if McDaniels were hired, he likes Gase and Patricia Ooh, to come with him. Buddy. Not great. 215-592-9494. This actually will be our final segment because Rams-Packers is coming up next and they're showing up. So <laughs> we'll be fine with that one. All right, uh, let's get as many calls as we can. And before we get out of here, let's go to Strawberry Mansion and talk to my friend Hassan. Hey, Hassan. 
Hey, what's going on, you know what I mean? How you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm what's, on, what's on your mind today, my friend? I'm trying to get in. I think McDaniels might be in looks because there was rumors out there that, that they, the Patriots actually want it hurt. So don't be too hyper about fixing wins. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. I hadn't heard those reports, but that's definitely either. interesting if so. Yeah. yeah, the Patriots were looking, actually looking into getting drafted hurts, and the Eagles got in it and before them. But on that's the side, interesting. Though, right. A little bit. You know, I, but let's not forget little Carl Hurts, an asset. He didn't re- – I mean, not Hurts, Wentz, Wentz an yep. asset. He didn't exactly – commit to him being the franchise quarterback. Well, what's also really interesting is he's now had two chances. Both him and Howie have had a chance to really commit to Wentz, to say he's our guy, he's under contract, he's our franchise quarterback, he's starting week one, and they passed on it. Both times they kind of hedged. As you mentioned, Lurie called him an asset. Lurie made it sound like they'll pick one of them, right? Yeah, so That was super weird. It was they're, they're not committing to Wentz publicly, at least. I think, it's, I think it goes into whatever coach they get and what they think they could do with him. Because I'm like you, Elliot. Like, it's a lot pointing to that Carson that we saw that one season is never going to be seen again. Oh, yeah. yeah I Who think, knows? I don't, and that's on Greco. I don't think there's any chance 2017 is ever going to be I mean, look, what anything's coaches. possible. I can't, sure. But, but, but I would say the chances are small. I think a better, if you're the Eagles, and I, I know that I'm known as one of Carson's like biggest detractors or whatever. But I think like Carson is not 2020 Carson. Carson is better than that. I think you can get 2019 Carson. Now the issue is 2019 Carson was probably like you know the 17th best quarterback, right? Like 15th, something like that. And I think Jalen Hurts has a higher ceiling at this point. He's healthy. He's young. He has a more dynamic game. So. Um, yeah, I think Carson can rebound from 2020. The the thing is, though, rebounding from 2020 doesn't mean you're getting 2017 Carson. And 2019 Carson was not good enough until the final four weeks. And certainly not good enough to upheave you know your entire franchise around and hire a coach because of and all that type of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to New Jersey and talk to Jay. Hey, Jay. Hi, how are you guys doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Good, man. What's on your mind, Jay? Well, I, I just want to tell you, I've been waiting and uh, enjoying the afternoon. Get ready for Rod Jazz coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it uh, should be a good one. Yep. The, um, I watch a lot of football. Some people watch football, but I watch a lot of football. And Jalen Hurts is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, defenses today, when you see those eight people, seven people up front, they're skillful, they're huge, they're big, they're mobile. You know, they're incredible. They're like Terminators. They have size, speed, and athleticism. You need a quarterback today that matches that athletic skill. Uh, You have to be able to mobile. You have to be able to release fast. You have to be able to get out. Um, And Jalen Hurts is is the answer. So I put the the bank on him going forward. Uh, The question of what to do with Carson Wentz, and that's a, uh, for a higher pay grade than me. I don't know. <laughs> contract and all things. Jay, good call. Yeah, look. I, I think it's easy. You trade them. You I, deal with the cap hit, you move on. Like, it is what it is, you know? I think so, too. And, 2020 and, is going to be a – 2021 is going to be a tough year financially anyway. That, and, and that's the way I look at it, and I've been saying the whole time, is that I think the long-term thing we can debate or whatever, but I think in, in 2021, the Eagles are going to be a, a bad football team. They, they, it's very, very, very unlikely that there's enough changeover on the roster and all that where they're a really good football team. I know it's a bad division. A new coach can change right. things. More likely than not, they're going to be bad. Like, 
I'm willing to take that hit this year and just move forward. Well, and clean. Jeffrey Lurie, when he spoke about the future, he said, you know, this is kind of, we need someone that's going to be looking down the road. Well, cutting Carson now, or not cutting him, sorry, trading Carson now means you have $81 million in 2022 to spend. It opens up future money for that rebuild. So, again, Carson makes more sense to this team as a trade asset if they're going to be rebuilding than he does on the field. Like a 28-year-old, you know, he'll be 29 by the end of the year. That age quarterback with his injury history and his money does not belong on a rebuilding team, like good or bad. He just doesn't belong on it. Beth in Pittman. Beth, you're on WIP. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, staying overtime to talk to me today. Yeah, gladly, gladly. Thanks for hanging with us, Beth. Yeah, I um I know you guys have been talking about Brian Daybill, but I I don't know if it's going to work in Philly because first off, Josh Allen went out and worked on his quarterback skills. Mm-hmm. He knew his deficiencies and he went to camps in the summer, talked to other quarterbacks and worked on himself. But then they went out and got Stefan Diggs, they got Cole Beasley. How are the Eagles going to do that? You know, I mean, if we got Carson as a reclamation project or Jalen Hurts trying to tune them up and, and, and make them better. We have no no other players to, to, to move forward with that. Yeah, I think I think it's a great point. I, I, I get the comparison to Josh Allen. I understand why that would be an attractive uh, thing on somebody's resume. But the bottom line is Josh Allen is probably just better than Carson Wentz. And I think hiring a head coach for Carson specifically is a mistake. So it's an excellent point. Like, yes, well, he did he did help develop Josh Allen, but they also went out and got Stefan Diggs. Like, there's all uh, They did a lot components. to help him. Yeah. And to best point, like – Carson is culpable, too. Carson has to work to get better like Josh Allen did. And I do think Carson would work. I don't think Carson is good at accepting what his flaws are and working at those. I don't think it's a lack of work ethic. I think he's going about it the wrong way. Agreed. And I'd rather, you know, quite frankly, take Helen Moore. Uh, there we go. I, I agree. Number Helen one. Moore love out here. And I'll tell you why. Listen, Please. because not only does it help the Eagles, but it hurts the Cowboys. There you go. So See, James, a, I think you would two. be in on that. <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. that hurts Dallas, I am, I am yeah, in on Yeah, you can get your that. Dallas sucks in. Yeah. Right? We got a few minutes here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's great call. Call us more often. Yeah, newer football. Um, I, look, uh, <laughs> I, the Kellen Moore thing, I, I just can't get there. But I, I get the argument. I just don't I, get why, though. I don't get what you don't see in him. That you, what, like, what don't you like? I just have never liked him. I, I didn't like their offense. I didn't think it was creative. I okay. didn't think the stuff he was doing was unique. I, I just, I never got the young, great football mind thing. Like, I thought it was a Doc Prescott was a lot more responsible for that offense being good than than Kellen Moore is. Yeah, he's had it. talent. I can't dispute that, and he wouldn't come here with that talent. That's for sure. No, that is for sure. Yep. And again, it's also another young guy getting up in front of a room. Least, yeah, like, that's a fair. You know, the Joe. Oh, What's he? Thirty-two. Kellen Moore. I think he's he? thirty-three. Thirty-three, but, somewhere yeah. in that range. Like Joe Brady, and yep. more or less. I know he has more. NFL experience. Mike Kafka. But like that that type of guy. All right, uh, Elliot, coming up next, we got some Rams Packers quickly. What do you think about this game? Who are you betting on in this one? Well, it's been a journey for me and you. It's been a a journey for me and you, James. We we both started the years on different sides. You thought the Saints were the favorite. I came into the season saying the Saints were the favorite. Yeah, I thought the the Buccaneers were the favorite, and tomorrow we will find out who was right. Like the ultimate test. We both have kind of pivoted to the Packers. That's where I'm going. (laughs) Yeah. So I I think that uh, Green Bay has impressed me maybe more than any other team this year. Uh, Certainly there's been impressive teams. The Bills, you know, those type of teams, the Chiefs. But there's just something about Green Bay. They blow bad teams out, and they seem to win the big games outside of the loss to my Buccaneers, right? So (laughs) not your Saints. Um, But uh, I I think they beat Los Angeles fairly easily. I think that – you know, going to Green Bay is not good for, for Los Angeles. They have quarterback issues there. Uh, Green Bay is coming off the bye, you know, which which is helpful. 
Um, so I think this could be, of all the games this weekend, this one feels like it could be the ugliest. Yeah, it certainly could get away from them. Aaron Rodgers just feels like it, he's on a mission this year. He's, he's the best so, quarterback in the league. So locked in. Yeah, absolutely. And look, Jared Goff with a broken thumb in the cold of Lambeau. Not good. Like, I just can't get now, behind that. Now, the Rams defense is very good. Yeah, the Rams defense is great, and that's why it could be a close game. But I'm with you. I'm taking the Packers as well. Thank you again to every single person who called in. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Moshe Kravitz behind the gas, Kevin Keenum before that, and uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. It's Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.